All right, so are you live or? Yeah, we're all right, live. So episode I'm posting 50, all this 54, shit. 54, this is the most important episode we've done so far because we have Mr. Olympia seven times. <laughs> Phil Heathen House, the greatest. Yes, sir. The greatest of our last. Of your era, for sure. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it's been. Uh, About time you came to Vegas. I know, right? How long has it been? Five years. No, four. Four, four. years. Yeah, 2018. 2018. I didn't think you, I didn't know if you came back out at all or not during mm-hmm. this last couple of years just to come out here. I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to go see a Raider game, you know. But There's a Raider game Sunday. I know. Are you going? I don't think so. Why not? Well, I got other stuff going on. I'm okay. going to dog. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Yeah, because I got doghouse. I got doghouse. Yeah. I'm going to be at doghouse actually mixing uh, uh, cocktails there for oh like boy. an hour. Yeah. Okay. And hanging out and then uh Are you going a, to excess. But, but what do you mean? You're, bartend, something, you're no, bartending? But listen, there's something. Yeah, I'm going to hang out. I'm <laughs> going to hang something, out. There's something important on Sunday, and you don't even know what it is. I know this is. I know what it is. It's his birthday. There oh, you go. Okay. wow. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay. So we got that. So, yeah. How Get old the, are you now? 40? Uh, I'm 42 two? now. Oh, fuck. I know. You're still in your prime, dude. <laughs> I mean, I want to start this off the right way. So Go ahead. Okay. Are you coming back to compete next year? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How damn. many times are you going to get this this weekend? You know what they're they're asking for you. That's why everywhere uh, I go. Yeah. And I don't want to hear this master shit, right? I mean, everyone's talking about masters. Yeah, what the hell is going on with that? I don't understand. They you think know? I'm coming back for masters. I fit the masters a little more than you do. Yeah. Because you know, you still look the part, man. Like you're still training all the time. I mean, you look great. No, I appreciate that. Someone told me like you got to be like forty five. So I was like, wait a minute, that's it used to be forty. Well, you it? told me it was forty five. I think it might have. It used to. I forgot what. I Dexter, thought it was forty. The last time they had 40. one, Dexter one. Remember? Yeah, it was forty. Yeah, but they changed it now. So they changed yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, that would be two years for me to do that. And then I mean, what if it was like, what if it was four hundred grand? But I had to be forty five. I heard the Olympia's four fifty this year. Is that true? I I hadn't heard that. Damn, they should have told me that. A I was, year you ago. know, so so he so, <laughs> listen, told me that shit a year ago. Fucking fourth Phil, place. Phil, is more and than it's one. so funny. He and I were talking about this the other day, and I was talking about like my prize money, and I'm like, right. how many times did Phil win four hundred grand? And I know you got yeah. bonuses some year too. We were trying to figure out like how. Like, so damn, I was trying to figure out. Million, if I was trying to figure much, out when yeah. you got the hundred k bonus. Like how many so, years? You okay, so do that? trying to think, I won. The first one, I believe it was like 250 or something like that. And, yeah. then, and then it went up to three. And then I still believe it went to four because <laughs> this was around the time where Kai didn't do the show. And well, they crossed it off on the yeah, stage. Yeah, and that it was went from Dave, three to four. And right, like, and I think that was David Pecker being seconds, like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. fuck you, dude. Like, you're not doing the show no more. I'm going to pay Phil more money. Then. I think he did do that. Yeah. Because he was pissed. He crossed it on the sign. Yeah, he did it. I'm raising it 100,000. I'm going to raise it 100,000 because he raised all this hell. And you were like, I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, From 2015, 16, 17, 400K. Yeah, you're probably the most lucrative prize winner in the sport of bodybuilding we've seen, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rami would probably have to win five. I think I've had over. But he, when, how much was it in the first ones that you were winning? He like said two fifty. Two fifty. It was two hundred when I was there. When he so. got it. So it was then like, you had think, you had good incentives too. Yeah, my. But I'll be honest. Like my incentive structure was just flat. Like for a lot of them, mm-hmm. when I was with Team Muscle Tech, I did have a kicker though. 
That was like an extra 100K. Yeah, that's that was that saying. was good. That was good. Man. Those are the days, man. Like, yeah, I mean. People have no idea. Money. Dude, people have no freaking clue. When I got in the sport in 05, Jay, Ronnie, Dexter, all these guys were dominating the scene overseas, mm-hmm. having a line longer than train smoke, being able to sell merchandise like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And walking around with just wads of cash. That's why, that's back when, you know, people would give us a hard time today wearing the satchel purse. Yeah. There's a reason why we had that <laughs> shit. All because money. all the freaking cash, bro. Yeah, Ronnie still wears his. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think he still collects cash, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> bro, we, we go, were, still no, we were, shit. Earlier this year, we were in Boston for yeah. the Boston Pro. And we're all hanging out, talking shit. He was setting up. Those, we're he like, was hey, VHS, up? Yeah. VHS, Ronnie Coleman, man, like you know I, what? I should have bought one just just to say I have a VHS. Remember you said we said I'm like damn, he, he, like he has DVDs. Like who the fuck? How would you play it? I bro, have nothing. I still have a I still have a storage unit of in control. in Denver of DVDs. You can sell them. I still sell, sell them. You still Actually, sell them? Yeah, I still sell them. Yeah. All right, well, even if you just sign them and just right, just to put on the collectors. All right, yeah. well, if anybody wants that, bug me for it and <laughs> just Venmo me the shit, I guess and. Yeah, it's listen. Yeah. It's it's great to have you on. I know you're crazy busy this year. You're actually doing what everyone's raving about is the commentary you've yeah. been doing. I mean, you did it on the Boston Pro. You've done it on a couple other segments, and I mean, we see you on a ton of media. You become very very active not only on social media but you know on these different podcasts. I just watched you and Shannon Sharp this morning. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch that. I watched he did it a too. bunch of short clips of yeah. like what you yeah. guys cool. are doing and. No, Damn, he's got a lot of potential to get on stage. You should get him in the Phil Heath Classic. I really need to hit him up about that. Because he's in crazy condition. He looks right? great. He's like, like in that type of shape year-round. He doesn't get all like the time. out of shape. His problem, though, like I told him, I said, your problem is, is that you, he's a big bench press guy. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that because you'll have a twinge every now and again. And he did. And I was like. Yeah, he's like 50 you, over He's 50, 54 right? years old. Yeah. You cannot. Like, like Jay would get on me. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I still remember, like, oh, Jay, I'm lifting the 170s. And he's like, why the fuck are you doing that? I mean, you could just do 140s and hit them for reps. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So for Shannon, I mean, yeah, he, he's very, very strong. He's still a guy that could probably bench press 500 pounds. But for what? I mean, that's not. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, you were so strong. And I remember, you know, you used to come to Vegas and you trained with me early before you won the Mr. Olympia. And I was, like, you know, either winning it or losing and coming back. And what I noticed about you is like, you didn't have to train like a Ronnie Coleman or like myself in a sense to stimulate mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about that because you know, people, they, they rave about your genetics right? and people have a misconception of what genetics are. What mm-hmm. in your eyes, like are genetics like structure? Is it the ability to build muscle? Is it the ability to stay lean and build muscle? Like what, no one had that look that you had. Like I always say, yeah. I just actually mentioned William Bonick as my yeah. predictions, and I'm going to get into that later. But no one's had that kind of muscle since Phil Heath. I think Bonick yeah. is the closest thing. Like things really yeah. pop, right? What's well, the health of the muscle, right? So yeah. talk a little bit about like your training theories versus like what you see out there, and and do you really does the muscle really know what the weight is? Is the question? Yeah, I, I that's a good question. I think. Genetically, the your limbs, of course, you know. Um, obviously, I didn't play in the NBA because my genetics weren't mm. great enough to do that. So it would apply in bodybuilding as far as like, you know, your arm length. You know, I don't have really long arms like a Ronnie Coleman. Um, 
you know, I don't have like a long torso like some of the other guys. I think genetically, bone structure wise, even though I wasn't the widest guy, the cells, I think I was always bubbly growing up. But I think moving from Seattle to Denver, having that high altitude training as a basketball player and then converting that into bodybuilding, it, it was the perfect match for me. But then also, I never, and I, I'm just going to say it here, like I, I was never pushing PEDs like right away. I was competing naturally and beating guys that weren't. And I just, like when I met you, that picture, like I show people that picture, they're like, man, what kind of cycle were you on? I was like, dude, like, you really want to know what the fuck I was eating? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, and that's the difference. Like I, I had those genetics. And, and I do think by playing Division One basketball and running all the time and doing a lot of that work, the stimulation, you know, the stimulation of being a defensive, like I was always in the defense. So like being in, imagine being in a squat, like, you know, like a defensive stance, like nonstop. We do that for a bodybuilding show, being in that same stance, doing, you know, lunges and all of that. So, you know, I think bodybuilding was a perfect sport, but my skin texture is what people don't realize. That's what really, you know, set me apart from everybody. And the person who said that was a late Peter McGuff. I was working at Valley Total Fitness and he called the retail store and he said, it was right after you send him those pictures. Mm -hmm. He said, you have this round muscle, but it's your skin texture that we have not seen in quite some time. It reminds me of like Sean Ray and a couple other guys that have that. Kevin LeBron. He was like, yeah. if you keep it that way, like it's going to be hard to beat. And I go, okay, well, I didn't really know what that meant. And then, you know, and then as you start training, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, wow. Like I can do it now. Like, you know, you can see through, you can see through it. Yeah. And the guys today, they don't have that probably because of, Shot injections, probably because of their training. But as far as like the the poundages, I never got intimidated by watching someone like yourself or Ronnie thinking that that's what I have to do to be a champion. I looked at you and said, I want to aspire to do that. If I can, great. But my goal is just to be better. Yeah. And uh, it worked, you know. And I, I will say, like, when I tried to lift extremely heavy, that's when I got hurt. You know, and even Jay, like I was just saying off camera, like there would be times where Jay was like, why are you bragging to me about lifting 180s, 170s and shit where you could be doing 130s, 140s for reps and with your structure, your genetics, you're going to get something out of it. And it worked, but I never benched more than 500 pounds ever. The, I never did 200 pound anything, not even rows. I tried that shit and I was like, my lat feels like it's going to tear off. Yeah. Um, it just didn't apply, but I knew also how to stimulate a bicep curl using 50s better than anyone in the industry. Mm -hmm. I knew how to do that. So I always looked at it like if I was going to gamify lifting weights, meaning basketball players, we shoot free throws, bodybuilders, we curl or whatever. At, one per at what percentage are you doing it perfectly? Mm -hmm. So are you Steph Curry or are you Shaq? A lot of people lift weights like Shaq. They're just lifting the shit mm -hmm. and doing all this other stuff. Yeah. They're not stimulating anything. Yeah. How many guys you see online that, wow, it looks cool for YouTube, but you see no fibers in there. Yeah. But if I did half that shit, you see fibers in there because I'm perfecting the weight every time. So I would watch Jay and Ronnie do like rows like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I need to be able to get up to that 315, but it's how I move that 315 that matters. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to tear something. So that's what I always tried to do. And um, like I said, I mean, I, I always tell kids now, it's like your proof will always be in your performance. If it wasn't working, then, yeah, I would have to change it. But it, thank God it worked. 
Do you think your skin texture is it's a, is it a genetic thing or is it? Do you think there's a correlation of people that, like I know this off camera, you didn't use heavy PEDs like some of these guys, right? Do you think the heavy PED use or is it just a? Well, genetic it's going to thicken your skin. I mean, yeah. you're in, you're putting oily substance in your body. Like yeah, even we all know like getting ready, like now. There's probably some dumbass that's probably doing some injection this week. Yeah. And they're, and they're going to blur out the lines in their physique. We yeah. all know this. Yeah, of course. Because they don't have the confidence of pulling that stuff out weeks before because in their mind, I hate to say it, but they're an abuser of, of drugs. Yeah. So they, they feel if they stop, if they stop they're going to shrink. Well, guess what? You don't really have muscle then. Yeah. You have blown up inflammation. You have a bad inflammatory response. That could actually be making your organs not work correctly to dry out naturally. Yeah. You know, that's why I, I didn't have to do certain extremes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, I will say, like, a lot of people, that's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, oh, I, cause you get, look, I'm on, you know, a couple hundred milligrams of test right now, and I know what it feels like to be on that. And, like, I know what it feels like to be on the gram of test. Yeah. We are on a grandma test. You're like, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. You've seen all the crazy videos that I've done. Yeah. So you, you have to break that down emotionally. How do I feel? And then realize like, hell, before social media, we could take time off after shows and not care. Yeah. Kids nowadays, social media is king. So it's going to disrupt their patterns with their protocols. Their instance, they're, 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 they're going to be very sensitive to what someone has to say. And the sponsors... They're not around like they were yeah. for us. After your show, like how many months could you really I, well, dude, chill? I mean, I, we you, talk about that all the time, and off means off, not TRT. And yeah, like think about it, TRT didn't exist, right? But you know, when I go back to your genetics, like you know, I met you. Obviously, you were very inexperienced, right? And even once you got your pro card, like you went to the pros, and you were just kind of like a sponge trying to learn from some of the greats. And at the same time, like you, you landed first in your first time, Mr. Olympia. And I told you arguably probably could have won that year. Right. Uh, your confidence sometimes is confused. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, from the beginning, you were great. I mean, from the time I saw you, I mean, I saw everything and I told Peter McGuff, this guy is going to be Mr. Olympia. Right. You didn't believe it. I don't think for a long time, a long time. Yeah. When did you figure out like you were, I mean, obviously you were knocking at the door. I mean, 08, you placed third. Yep. I lost. Dexter Jackson won the title. You know, we just, I just posted up this magazine cover that you commented on and said, you know, the disrespect. That was crazy. I still remember that shit, bro. Because I, I, because we were going back, I mean, we spent a lot of time. Like we were training together, and obviously, we, I consider us a, a team, right? Yeah. Because I told we AD about that shit. Thing. I told, yeah. I got on his ass about that. I was and, like, that and so, happen. so you come back in, you know, in '09, you have it. Yep. A, you know, you're ill, so it, that really doesn't count. And then you come back in '10, arguably could have won, beat me that year. Instead, you had to wait a year, and then '11, you show up. I still say your best of all time with the balance. Yeah. That, I mean, I know 13 was a one call out show. 13 was crazy. It was just different feeling. But we yeah. talked about like behind the scenes about mm-hmm. Phil, you need to be like the man, right? That was, and you were very respectful to me because I guess you saw me as kind of like a guy that, you know, you kind of came up and I tried to take you under the wing as much as I could, but you blew past what I believe my potential was. Right. 
when did you gain that confidence enough to stand there and just be like, I own this shit? Like, after, I mean, I don't even think you had it the first time or even the second no, time, it, Phil. Yeah, well, I appreciate what you're saying because you're spot on with all of it. It was actually after 2010 Olympia. Because 2010 was, a, I mean, going back, 08, I'm just happy, you know, top three, I'm happy. First time, dude. Sad that you lost, but, I, but I'm, I'm happy, you know. And then 09 comes. I'm like, we guest post together. Yeah, I was scared, we're, dude. We're, we guest <laughs> post. Just, no, I was scared. T- tell them about like, when we guest post at Dexter's show. I, yeah, and that's I, what I, I, I called everyone. I told Brian Glenn and all these guys. I'm like, fuck, man, Phil, he's going to win this shit. You know? week, nine weeks out, we all guest post for Dexter Jackson at his what show. What year was this? Uh, 09. 09. So we guest post. Me, Jay, Troy Alves, Dexter, Ronnie. Yeah. And I came with some heat, bro. <laughs> and what's fucked up is that right after that, I, I uh, had a twinge in my pet. Couldn't train chest for eight weeks. Oh. Ronnie's like, dude, what the fuck did you do? I was like, I was doing four plates on fucking Smith. Oh. And Dylan Armbrust caught it on the third rep. It felt like tearing that piece of paper. And I was like, oh, my God. But I still pulled it together, and then that week, you know, the weight dropped and sick, just yeah. got sick. And it, it is what it is, you know. But, yeah, I knew. That was, like, the first time Jay looked at me and was like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're eight weeks out, and, yeah. we're, you know, you start to dial down, right? I mean, you're on the – I was ahead. Yeah. Like, that was, like – that was different. But to answer so your question – So you're trying to say your best look ever was just because Phil got hurt? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, we don't know because he came back in 10, and obviously it, I, I got the nod in 10, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people question that. I just think 10 was – I think 10 was – This is the problem. I wasn't as good as 09 and 10. But it didn't so have to – I always said I should have retired in 09 because – That was I, I remember saying to Hani, like, okay, I'm not going to get better than this. How do we duplicate? He says, you can't, right? right. <laughs> no. It, it's all, I know, right? Dude, it's like, hard to hear, though, bro, I'm sure. I, let me tell you what happened. He actually said, you can't. So I'm like, okay, fuck, well, what do I do? Just yeah. try to be the same? Let or? me tell you. I already knew I was going to lose this shit, you know, in 09 because I got sick, right? Jay was being super cool. I went to go see him, and he comes out of the fucking room. <laughs> it looked like his head shrunk. Yeah. He was like this wide. And I go back. And I remember uh, telling Hani, I go, don't even worry about me. <laughs> this motherfucker just won the show right now. And he was like, I know. <laughs> and, and I'm like, dude, congratulations. And you did it. But, you know, that's the champion's mentality, though. Like, you're going to, you're going to, no one can tell a champion, a real champion, when to, when to stop. We have to fall on our own sword. And that's yep. just the way it is. But I will, to answer your question, 2010 Olympia, there was a moment when Bob Chick said, you won the Olympia, like, and, you know, and still. And then I, I exhaled after that. And I, I, reviewed, I reviewed it like game film. And I was like, why did I do that? And I was like, fuck, man. It's because of the, all the pressure that comes with winning that title. I watched it with Ronnie, and I watched how they treated Jay with Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And then I was there in the audience when Jay won. So I, and I saw how they treated Ronnie after he lost. I saw how they treated Jay when he won. I saw Jay when he lost against Dexter, and I saw, I saw all that shit. And to be quite honest, I was a little upset, even though I'm friends with Dexter, how Jay was treated because I just felt that there was disrespect. So I'm coming up in the ranks, and I'm thinking, damn, that's how they're going to do you. Because I'm a realist. I'm like, 
if they talk shit about Ronnie, but then they're rooting for Jay now, now Jay's going through this shit. They totally talk shit about Jay to me. And I'm like, and I'm a loyal ass dude. I'm like, all right, I'm keeping receipts on all you motherfuckers that are talking shit because I know you're just trying to get with me because I'm the new guy. So then when uh, we were battling, I'm like, I'm not too sure if I want that right now because I know how they treated you when you were second. Everybody loves you. They think that you're the greatest and, and you're still able to make a good living, right? But yeah. that really came into the fold when Jay hit me up. We were talking on the phone and you got in my ass. It was like only maybe one time that you said something serious, like really, really serious like this. And you're like, you can't, we're friends no matter what. Like you have to be Mr. Olympia. And I was like, and I got off the phone. I was like, fuck. Like, all right, I got it. Like, it's not about beating Jay Cutler. It's about being Mr. Olympia. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that's going into 2011. I said, I refuse to do any interview. And, you know, I wasn't cussing James' name and be like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. So I, I did own it after that because the writing was on the wall that I could, I had an opportunity and I did look great in 2010. I think 2010 was arguably one of the best looks I had. It's very underrated. Mm -hmm. And I did go against Jay right after the amazing show that he did in 09. But, you know, that's just an example of a lot of us that get nervous or scared of wanting to succeed at the highest mm -hmm. of our ability because we know what's going to happen. We know the shit storm's going to come of people pulling you down. Because like I said, I saw it with Jay, I saw it with Ronnie, I saw it with Dexter, you know. And uh, after I did win, it was, I told people a million times, I didn't beat Jay Cutler. I became Mr. Olympia, mm -hmm. you know, like. I was going to say, you know, sorry to interrupt you. I want to ask both of you guys this. What does being Mr. Olympia mean to you? Like, what does it mean to you? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, <clears throat> at the time, I'm. In general, just. In general, I'm one of, at that time, 13 people that have won something mm -hmm. that no one else will ever do, ever. It's more ever, rare than president. Ever, ever. Like, when I was getting ready for that show, and I'm going to be a little arrogant right now, and I'm going to say I'm the, I'm the first motherfucker to actually say I'm going to be no, the number 13. I don't even think people knew how many Mr. Olympias they were mm -hmm. before I said it. I said that because I had to declare it because I knew – what each individual who won it meant to the industry. Once you win it, you solidify yourself as an iconic figure within an industry. You could lose forever. every forever. You could have as a million. Look, look. Let's just break it down, bro. Like at the time, Flex Wheeler had how many uh, Arnold Classics? Four. Four. <laughs> I'm sure he trade all of them for one Mr. Olympia title. Of course. So, I'm like, I want to be immortalized in in that. So. For me, it was all about, it was all about the Mr. Olympia or nothing. I didn't give a fuck about doing any other show, to be quite honest. Yeah. You know, like people would say, oh, you do the Arnold Classic. I'm like, no, I want to be Mr. Olympia. Yeah. No one walks around saying, oh, I'm Mr. Arnold Classic. Yeah. No, no shots at Arnold, man. He's, he's an iconic figure. It's, I'm sure, but I'm sure it's getting that award is cool, but it's still great. Not Mr. Olympia. Would I have loved to win that shit? And what, well, you did uh, in you Spain. Know? It doesn't count. No, it didn't. hey, he still gave you the trophy. No, I, I got the handshake and I got the check. You got and I got the, the and I got the and I got a cup. Yeah, that 
I chipped I that th- night. I got three fucking Hummers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I'm going to ask you the same question. What does being Mr. Olympia mean I to mean, you? I mean, I honestly, dude, I'm, I, I unfortunately have to compare it. Like, oh, the show Schwarzenegger won because no one knows half the time what it means. But yeah. it's a lot of things. I mean, you put your place, you mark your legacy, um, you solidify your position. You, you know, you're a figurehead. You're like uh, forever, like he said. It's, you know you're never lost in space of like the realm of whatever bodybuilding is, right? You compare, no one can really compare, especially when you're multiple winners. Yeah. I mean, it's for not him, an accident. for yeah. him, you know, he's tied yeah. with Arnold. Um, unfortunately, because I literally thought he was going to set the record, yeah. which yeah. I'll talk a little bit about, but you always said he was going to get 10. I always said that. And then when yeah. I said it, I was an asshole. <laughs> Hey, it's just. <laughs> I know, but like. Hey, but you know what? I say that to people when I man it, people that I work with. If you say I'm worth this much, you look like an arrogant asshole. If I say it to somebody, I'm doing my job. I know, but did, did it's, I? It's crazy. So, yeah. so eight, so eight's the record. Yeah. So if we can get him to so come back. So you went to 10. I, no, we're not talking that shit. We, I, listen, I, we have enough sense now. So I, would, I would sit down. I want to joke about the podcast, but it's like I just, you know, there's enough sense in this room. But, uh, you know, you saw Ronnie Coleman, Lee Haney. Like those are the icons of what it was. But you were modern day, right? I mean, yep. you were social media. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about like obviously the movie, the Generation Iron set like a, a bad reputation oh yeah. to what you did and you yeah. remember do you remember when they came and met with us in new york do you remember in the w hotel you and i were there and they came and i said i'm sitting out guys no i don't want to be oh involved. yeah and i yep. and you had the meeting with them at the time and you became like that figure that was at, the, at the that w was, that on, was at lexington yeah Ave. lexington yeah that was at lexington Ave. yes we were Fuck, there dude and then they said we're going to do this film and unfortunately you took the lead role in this thing which you know, it put this thing, this this fake persona, right? Yep. Which, uh, you know, they, they tell you to be confident, but sometimes confidence gets misconstrued by yeah. arrogance, right? Right. And I always was running around saying, no, that's not Phil Heath. No, that, you know, I spent more time telling people right. that's not Phil Heath than I, like, that's You're all I'm promoting the movie, yeah. That Phil Heath's a real dick, you know? <laughs> I dealt with it back then too. I remember and we would all be together, and and you know, I remember being with Hani, visiting him. Mm-hmm. We're at House of Hoops, and some lady goes, "I don't like you." I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> she just rolls up, "I don't like you," and I go, "Why?" She goes, "My son, he had me watch this Generation Iron film," and I said, "You said it's a film, right?" Well, it's a documentary. I go, "You do realize that there's docudramas, right?" Well, it's a documentary, and I'm like, then I'm thinking. I'm over here in the mall trying to shop. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with this lady. Like, I know who the fuck I am. But, you know, the problem was with that film was that it was never addressed to me what the character would be. I don't think there was a whole layout. They didn't really have do you, it. Do you yeah. think they had it? Do you think they kind of had that idea they, beforehand? They, I think they figured it out midway that, okay, I see how this could work. You could be a villain. I could be a hero, villain, whatever, yeah. right? They were... For sure, hoping that Kai would have won because it would theoretically it would have made the story be better for them. They're all New Yorkers. And meanwhile, back like people they, didn't know Kai was very well paid then too. At the end of the day, I was second to him. So if I'm yeah. second to Jay, and I'm sponsored by a magazine and a supplement company, I'm not broke. Yeah, he was sponsored by Muscle Meds back then and yeah, MDs the flex. And, and flex. Or, or, yeah. Or, yeah, I think he was in between, right? 
He ain't broke. Yeah. Dude, I think he owned man. the apartment, actually. That right, he, he probably owned it and shit. I'm yeah, like, yeah. guys, like, I get it. But that, but that taught me a huge lesson. And that taught me that, you know, not everybody's going to use common sense. Not everybody's going to do that because they're so emotionally engaged into a story. So that means that Vlad and those guys did, a good, did do a good job. It was their story. It was their narrative, not yeah. mine. If I want to do my own, then I do my own. But it did cause a lot of havoc on me because I did have to deal with that onslaught. And, you know, I don't think even the Federation, I don't think the, the power heads that, were, that are involved knew how to handle that for me. Like, no one could say, like, hey, Phil, like, just chin up, dude. It's like, fuck. Like, I couldn't imagine, you know, like, having everybody, like, think of something that is false. And I remember getting into it with Vlad about it. I was like, hey, like, I gave you guys so much additional. I was telling jokes. I was doing, like, all kind of funny, cool stuff. Like, if they re-release it, there's so many things. Because I was making fun of, like, everybody. But I said, this is how these guys pose. So remember, like, in Pump and Iron, how uh, Arnold would talk about uh, doing a side chest, and he would get on Frank. It was like, side chest, not front chest. I did the same thing. I would say, if you notice, like, Akai Green will, like, do a twist here. It's because he doesn't have forearms here and this, that, and the other. And this is how they're going to judge it. Those things, I, you know, it just bothered me. But then I realized a valuable lesson. You can't focus on that. Just fucking win. And, and how you leverage this moment is going to dictate if you continue to still win. And I leveraged the hell out of it and then came out in 2013 and beat everybody's ass. And that's why I was very happy about becoming this dream killer because I thought social media has now fucked me over, but I'm going to leverage this. And, and be like the Dark Knight. You Batman, were so you know? responsive to the fans, though, like supporting, meaning. Yeah. You would write back to people. And, like, there was no one that was more active on the social channels than you at the time. Right? Yeah, For I was doing top. Twitter. I was doing – I didn't do Facebook as much, but I definitely did Twitter Twitter a ton. was like the, the – I was on that thing. shit nonstop. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I look at Twitter back from, like, 2015 because I've only used it, like, three times since then. <laughs> and almost all of our conversations no, – still, still I'm still on it all the time. Yeah. It's I'm funny all because the time, bro. It's, it's you and I traveling oh, and yeah. him talking shit to us. One of the last <laughs> ones, like, welcome to Denver, boys, and it's a big snowstorm. Right. <laughs> I love my last But post. I loved Twitter. I loved I still love Twitter because I've engaged with more fans there and also celebrities there. Yeah, they seem and to be more active. They're, they're more active on there for yeah. some reason. Maybe and you, you, you tell your personality on there, like you put your thoughts and your processes yeah. and your opinions, right? Right. Which people respect a lot. I mean. I think they you, do more now. I know, but I yeah. feel they always did because it's yeah. not like you weren't educated and you had a lot of yeah, experience, like, yeah. right? I, I feel like you came in as like, the golden guy like you could play the piano you were an athlete you were mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable bodybuilder right thank you and the whole persona you know you you could go and you could speak to a crowd and now right. like that's now coming out which i'm super happy about right i mean yeah, you're thanks. you're you're in this business now as someone that as a leader right mm-hmm. and your opinions really matter to people yeah and that's the one thing like you'll sit down and break down this show Mm-hmm. And you'll talk about positive things with people without, you know, say, hey, he can improve here or there, or this is why. And we can get an understanding that people that inexperienced watching the event can really understand why yeah. this person wins over. Because for how many years did you sit and watch a contest and hear people say, well, I don't understand why number four didn't beat number two. And right. Because the commentary never told the story, right? No, they're so not talk doing a little enough. bit about... Yeah. 
like your perception of what you see and how you can break it down because it's very easy for you to sit and watch these things and talk about yourself and just say, well, when I dominated or when yeah. I did this, but it seems like you never do that. You don't do it when you remove ego out of the situation and you just watch it. If you're a true fan of anything, you're going to just comment on what you saw. Are you a fan of bodybuilding still? I'm, to a, this day? I'm still a fan. I, I, I'm not a, of people, not, not of an individual. Of, okay. Not a, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, I'm a huge fan of this guy or this girl or this competitor. I'm a fan of the sport because it's something that, I mean, I'm here because, you know, because of it, I many, will say how many years now bodybuilding. Like, would you say, like, from the starting point, from seventeen, years. the time you stopped playing basketball to seventeen years? Wow, almost eighteen I'm years. Like Thirty years in it. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's in. It's now embedded in my DNA, like basketball has been. Right. So, I love it. As far as being like an uber fan, I'm. I'm a fan of what it can continuously be. Um, my job now is of leadership, like you said. Uh, especially for these youth that the, all they have is social media. They, they probably don't even own a flex magazine. Um, so they're not going to have a certain perspective that we have. And now it's our child, our job to educate them on these things without being like um, an, uh, an old head about it. But I feel like everybody is respectful of what I've, uh, you know, given them as far as my experience is concerned. But talking about myself this weekend is not, is not going to do anything for even for my own brand. It, it would be taken away from everything. Uh, it's all about what I see. And we were just talking about this earlier before you came, Jay, is that I don't like even seeing progress pictures of the guys because I just want to watch it live and then talk about it. Because if I see, like you s definitely have seen people fly in here this week and they want to pose for you and stuff like that. If you're commenting, it's going to make it, you're going to be biased. You, you just are. Like I know, I know who I am. I'm going to be like, well, he looks he doesn't look as good as he did like a three days ago. They fucked up. Like and you that. might think of that while you're <laughs> looking at him. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to, in my mind, I'm, I'm like, I want to be truthful to the fans. No preconceived notion. Right. So I'm, I've been very disciplined by not asking trainers, not asking athletes for, for I mean, picks. you worked with Hani. Right. He's got two beasts coming in. Three. 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 Got three. three. Yeah, three. I haven't seen shit. I haven't talked to Hani about him. I, nothing. Because... Even now, like, I'm not going to talk to them because I would just want you to just go do you. Display it, right? Just do it because. You'll see them when they walk I'll out. I'll see them when they walk out. Um, my expectations of all of these guys, I expect them to do their job. So I expect more people to be in shape than they have in the past. Um, as far as, like, size and this and that, I don't really care about that. I care about everybody being in shape because that's what I did. So. How did I become in shape? Well, because I saw Ronnie do it. I saw Jay do it. You know, I saw Rich Gaspari do it. I saw a lot of other guys do it. I'm like, that it's hard work. Yeah. So don't be going around like posting on your videos all fucking year and then on the treadmill and rinsing out your freaking T-shirt, showing us the sweat and stuff, and then you come out here looking like balls. Like, don't do that. But, I, but as far as like being there and being present, I'm going to be extremely present and I'm going to be there to edify these athletes because also I recognize that these athletes need to be edified. They deserve to be edified, but they deserve to be critiqued by a seven-time champion. And if I do tell this person where they can improve on, they're going to receive that a lot better than if I said, yeah, he just, he blew it. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, 
his legs just don't add up to his upper body. Or, you know, back when I was hitting that back double bicep, you know, you know what he should have done? That's yeah. that's just being a dick. Like, make it to where that athlete will watch that thing over a hundred yeah. times and they'll say, He's right. Every time, not only am I right, I don't have to be right. It's something that they will become more self aware of. Yeah. It's like watching the film a hundred times and finding a new part of it that it can benefit Best, you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm and that's a hard job for me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to do a perfect job, but I'm going to work very, very hard at what I see. And I told the athletes, you know, all last week, you know, when I was doing these, uh, these interviews, do yourself a favor. Just come in shape. Just come in ready. You, if you call yourself a professional and you don't come in shape, then what the hell were you doing? That's a, you know, we got to, we need to understand what the hell's going on here because I always felt like, you are who you are, but like if you're not shredded, like what are we talking about then? Because you did it. Yeah, I know, but dude, I, I mean, but you, but I, I want to talk like a little worked, bit about that consistency. You know? Yeah, and you just I, always things didn't fire. I mean, I, I feel like um, first of all, you walked into the to the most competitive, largest lineup ever. Like it's over, it's what thirty guys almost, right? Yeah, close to like thirty. I think thirty six. And I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're not only commentating on the open. No. So what else do you even know? You got a lot. I got to do a lot of homework. I got to. Yeah. How do you pronounce some of these guys' names? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I got Tim. I was gonna say Tim has to do that. That's why I got Tim. You just got to. I'll be meeting with Tim tonight (laughs) for dinner, and I'm gonna be like, so I saw him yesterday. How do you uh, (laughs) pronounce this guy's name? And. uh We've all learned, dude. Like, I know. So your job is to just to say, "Hey, look, I tried." We, we, <laughs> you know? I, I know. I know you're going to be amazing at it, and this is what an entry, you know, like you're coming into this crazy show. But so I want you to be arrogant for a minute. Were you the most uh, on point, Mister Olympia, during your reign of all the long reigns of Olympias? You probably wouldn't remember Haney's as much. He won eight. I own all of Haney's. On VHS. Okay, so so yeah, so no, consistency. I, I, consistency. I would pick myself. Like I don't know if there was any year, Phil, that I watched, and and I, I'm stepping out of being close to you. There wasn't a year that he was. Oh, he shouldn't have won, right? No, I ne- I never. What was the closest? I'll say this: I've never, I've never, we've never seen Phil. Maybe he wasn't as good as other years, but you never yeah. looked and said he's off. I, I know, could, but if he, if he, if he yeah. was off, if he was ninety percent of, he was still better than everyone yes. else. Is yes. what I'm saying. I think uh, where I I left the door open a little bit was fourteen yeah. on Friday. The, um, who won? Yes. Who was second? Fourteen. Okay. Kai. But we both didn't peak on yeah. Friday. So that helped. I remember that. Yeah, that was just something. But it wasn't it was close on the scorecards, right? No, because he didn't. He didn't. So what I'm what I'm it. asking you is, you know, has there ever been a sway where oh, it was a one point decision no. um, in your favor? I have the, all the score sheets. The only year I think it was uh, when Dexter got second to me in fifteen. Where I had a six instead of a five, five and a five. I had you a got six. One point scored against so him. one point one scored time. against. So one time. In seven Olympias. Yeah. So someone time. had Dexter ahead of him. Well, no, that means that means four judges did because they throw the top T- top, two, top three. Okay. But it, he had one point scored against him out of the yeah. five points yeah. in seven. Yeah. So that was which uh, is. So did Dexter some, some still judge, argue some that? Some judge or? was an idiot that night. They were drunk. You should tell Dexter <laughs> to put that in there. He won the Olympia and he scored one point. <laughs> but nothing was close. And I, and I will say that was 
if anyone could put themselves in my shoes, when you're going against the greats and you're around it nonstop and you know that you're also not the heaviest guy, you're not the biggest dude, and the competition is getting fierce every year, put yourself in my shoes and ask yourself, how would you peak for two freaking days? The, 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 the thing that I will put myself up against the Mount Rushmore's bodybuilding, the, the icons, is that uh, Ronnie, Lee, Arnold, they all won one-day shows. I won two-day shows. You know how fucking hard that is? Jane could tell you how hard that is. Yeah. It's a lot different. You could peak. They called you Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah. That's why. I don't know if I agree with that. I didn't term, agree with it, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think we had to use a moniker or some, <laughs> something, right? You know, Mr. Saturday Night. But I think it was, uh, you know, they had to say something. I, and the way I took that, because that was from Peter. He said, that's the night that you just slammed the freaking door on everybody. Yeah. He's like, because I already think you won. Because he would text me, like, I, Larry Pep, same thing. You yeah, won this yeah, thing. Yeah. But he's like, but you got to slam the freaking door. So I'm like, okay, come Saturday, we're going to slam the freaking door. And that's what we did. I will say, I told Dan this, um, and he agreed. I said, I think I'm the most competitive Mr. Olympia. I, I think I'm one of them. Who, I think who? I'm top two, top three most competitive dudes. I say you're competitive. I say Ronnie. I say in Arnold. I say us four, though. People say Dorian. I think Dorian was very competitive. But when I'm talking about competitive, I'm saying two. like, Right, I'm saying competitive, making other people feel intimidated, other people wanting more. When I would do a show, Dexter Jackson, Brandon Curry, Kai Green all said the same thing. When I know that he's doing a show, I train harder. Yeah. So that let me have, you know, oh, well, hell yeah. you know. But it's uh, the two-day show thing, I, I still in my mind, I think that's what separates me amongst like a lot of other champions because it's uh, it's definitely something different. And the fact that uh, one year the judges uh, look to the fans to become a judge at the table. Yep. No one even talks about that shit. What anymore. was that? It was like 17, I think. 16 yeah, or 17. It was in Flex Magazine. It, it was like, like the one, one oh, of people's they, they choice they did the or people's shit. choice. No, it was like, I think That's one point cause. Like, you know, for example, let's say the guy in last place gets, it would have got thrown out, but they still gave yeah. it. It could have made a difference if something was close. If something was it close, it could have. Yeah, I was the, pissed. The, the fans can, were considered a single judge for that one show. So the fans vote. So if the fans say that I was fourth. Imagine if he had yeah. two other second place ones. It could have pushed him out to third. Yeah, because they would have said, okay, he's got one fourth place here and he's got yeah. one second here. It's going to mess the score. You know, you know, just thinking about this right now, I'm realizing that the open men are the only one that's two days. All the other ones are single day. I thought 12 was two day. No? Friday morning, Friday night. What? Yeah. That's how every it's been other one. That's yeah. how it's been every year? No, I don't know they if it's changed every year. It. Oh, they, they used changed to be, it. You used to dance with the 212 guys. That Flex was back. Remember, he used to win the title. But yeah. that yeah. was before Classic came about. Now Classic's yeah. kind of. Yeah, so 212 prejudging is the morning on Friday, and Friday night's the finals for, yeah. for 212. I don't think people realize like how hard that it's is. It's a big difference. Doing a two-day show, I tell guys now, I'm like, I'll tell the fans right now, the, the problem with expecting people to peak is because of their weight. When you weigh over 250 pounds on stage and you're trying to peak for two consecutive days, that's very hard. What yeah. was your biggest weight, Phil? 248. And what was your first Olympia to 2011? Do you remember the weight? 232. 
Okay, so not no. a huge swing in your career. No. What do you feel is your best? It's tough. I mean, I... I know you won in certain fashion, but, like, I, I always said 2011 was... 2011 was, like, was flawless. I, I do look back at best. those pictures. I still... Not... I still think 2010 Olympia... 2010 if I, was if I take good. If I take Jay out of it, just my look... You would have won. 2010. I could use that shit today. <laughs> no one beating that. 2010 Olympia? Like, the 20... Like that was crazy, the but, 20, like... The but 20, I just got a little tighter for uh, for 2011. It was just a little tighter than 2010. The 2013 was that crazy round. It looked like a. It looked like Photoshop. Like well, it, it, well the Phil, you you might have been. I mean, I think there was a one position where Dorian, but you were one call prejudge. What do you? How do you feel that about was 13. that? 13. Yeah. 13. Were you uh, shocked? Like that? <laughs> now, for people that don't, that are yeah. listening or don't understand, like the we always get a you know a show's a show, right? This is still entertainment whether we want to believe it or not. So, we, you know, the call-outs happen, pre-judging, guys get compared, individuals, whatever. Always they call back the top two or three for one last comparison for the audience. Yep. They didn't call you back. Well, they did, and then they said, fill back in line. That's what made you know, it crazier. <laughs> you know, I was sitting by your family then because <laughs> they didn't understand what was happening. They're like, why isn't Phil out there? I'm like, this is a good thing. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were sitting off to the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was like, this is a good thing. Because they were thinking like, man, did he do something wrong? I'm or, trying yeah. to put my head. So I'm, yeah. all right. So so what were you, th- I want to I want yeah, to capture that, that moment, yeah, yeah, Phil. Yeah. So try to think about this because. Because you just stood on the side for like. Because yeah, so I never, I mean, Ronnie Coleman. No like, one ever did that. I mean, he was. So the last person that did it. I think Yates did it, dude. The last person that did it, J.M. Mangan told me this. Okay. That night, he says. Last person that did that was uh, Haney and um, I think he said 88. And I was like, okay, all right. And it still didn't resonate, right? But I think was, Arnold did it because he was the only yeah. one in the show one year. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm thinking right now? What would have happened if you would have stood off, off there for a 45 minutes and they called him back out? And what if you would have like just standing there would have faded a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so, so what? So, kind of what went through your mind? So, one call out. All right. Show. So, I I know. And who was second that year? Kai Green. Kai Green. Kai, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I learned a lot from this man. Backstage, Jay wouldn't pump up a whole lot. No. Some some years maybe a little bit more, but you would rarely pump up a whole lot. I would just move around. He's like, yeah. I'm just gonna move around. I'm like, why is he doing this shit? And I'm like, well, because if you're ready, you're ready, right? And then yeah. you'd probably think like, I took it a step further, thinking. Well, if they keep us out there long enough, you don't want to lose your pump, right? You want yeah. to kind of grow into this. Yeah. So that year, everything was just, I mean, it was popping, right? So I'm like, all right, let's go out here and do this. And Jay would also say, how are the cheers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would say, yeah. how are the cheers, bro? How are the cheers? <laughs> do they cheer? Like, how are the cheers, bro? They cheer for me? I'm like, of course they did. Shut up. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Look at you trying to hey, get you got compliments. Some cheers. No, no. You know, I'm like, fuck, uh, I can't hear anything. Right. No, you can't. Yeah. So for everybody watching, like, so like when you're, especially when you're the champion, you go last. So you get to see everybody else on those monitors and stuff. And you're trying to keep focus and you're doing your thing, but you're watching, you know, you're seeing how they look backstage before you guys get to see them. And then they go up and, but you're still watching on the screen. So it's not the same as where they sit. But then you are trying to hear like, okay, are they chanting? But you're still, you're 100 feet backstage hearing what's going on. So you want to know, just like how you would love to be able to see what you look like, you want to know what you can hear. So just to give you like 
an idea of you know where you stand. So Jay would always be like, "How are the cheers? You know the cheers, bro." Like, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So in 2013, cheers were loud as fuck. Yeah. People were going nuts. Like, like you could hear it. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> like, like and uh, and like people were going crazy. And um, I remember just wanting to make a statement. I I was like, I was very. I trained very angry for that show. And I remember like thinking, I'm just going to bring this fight to Kai like never before. This was like very personal. I was like, I'm going to bring this shit to him. So I did that. We walk off and then they bring us back out and they go, and then Weinberger says, Phil back in line. And then the crowd goes, because the crowd didn't know what to, because the crowd was like, we're all learning at the same time. We're like, they're like, ooh. They would have and never then, really seen that, the vast, unless you've been around since the 80s. Right. So they're like, ooh, like, what does that mean? Like, so I'm like standing there. Maybe and they then, were scared and then I, that you guys were just going to fucking I don't, crazy. But that it was 14. Then, right? That was 14. 14. So, so I'm standing there and I'm like, did I just, and I'm like, you did. You just beat these motherfuckers ass. Like, you just whooped their ass. <laughs> I know, but how did you feel? I mean, well, what was good? Yeah, while you were standing there, I was going through. Were you confused there, or were you? I was confused like, for like maybe like half confident. a. I was confused for like maybe a minute. Did you look for Hani in the audience or? No, I never. I'll be honest. I can never. <laughs> shut up, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's fucking around now. Like, <laughs> were you looking for Hani to like give you approval? Like, hey, we did it. Like, we did it. Like, I already did it the night before. Like, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instigator. I know he's instigating. Hani's gonna be like, I should have been there today. Like. Yeah. Blame, blame it. He's going to be blaming C Bum and these yeah. guys. Like, I should have been, you know. That's what this. we'll call this. But, uh, blame so, C Bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, no, I, I initially was just trying to be present and saying, all right, what just happened? Okay, you got called back. Then I was like, are they going to call you? No, they told you back in line. That means it's done. And if I hadn't done that uh, Iron Man, I wouldn't have known what that felt like because it almost happened there. Because I was standing on the side for a while at Iron Man. Was that 08? Or? 08. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking around, and they and I and I thought, if they do a full comparison, and then they, I'm thinking, oh, they'll bring me back out. Maybe they're just trying to see something with like second and third or something like that. But Phil, that means that you're first. Like if they're doing that, you're not being compared. So then I'm like, okay, what do you do after you? After then, because then they said prejudgment is over. I'm like, all right. My mind is, don't fuck this up, because you basically won this whole thing. Yeah, you smoked, but them. you, but you could. Can you get a little bit better, a little tighter? Like, what can you do now? Because it's like I don't know how you felt about this, Jay, but I always looked at the uh, the, the shows like <laughs> playing Mario Brothers, and you get the freaking star. <laughs> At some point in time, that motherfucker, you know, it, it goes out. away. It runs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're thinking, like, I look so good. I look so good. Like, how long can I keep this? Yeah. So then, um, you know, that was my biggest concern. But, yeah, you know, we closed the door Saturday night. I mean, it was great. And uh, that's a show that I don't think gets talked about enough because it was just, bam, it, there's not, nothing yeah. to be said. I like 16 because of that was the year that I showed, like, the graininess especially like in the glutes and hamstrings when I would turn around and be like, yeah, check this shit out. Like that, those are those crazy shots. And then 17 was dope because it was, it was like a lot. I weighed a lot, but you know, that was around the time I was having distension because of my, you know, my abs and, and having the hernia come out, but I still like that, 
like from the back and the side shots, it was still sick, like the most muscular, because I could see like the density at that point. But nothing beats 2011. Yeah. 2012 is actually really good. It's just the fact that I, I don't think people look at 2012 enough. And I don't think because of the internet being the way it is, like those photographers gave their content. Here's a question. Do you feel like a lot of photographers have still withheld content? Because they still have, like they're still hoarding millions of photographs of us. And they, I don't think they figured out to like, is it, is it online? Is it an NFT? Like, what do we do with this? Because every so often you'll hashtag your own name. Yeah. And you'll see like, you'll be like, wait a minute. Like, where is this from? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I look freaking ridiculous here. So I don't think 2012 gets enough credit, but I believe 2011 and 2012 merged is 2013. I was going to say, I think it's because 2011 was, I still think it was your best look. Mm-hmm. And 2012 was probably the most, or 2013 is the most talked about. Yeah. So 12 just kind of gets lost I get in the it. shuffle. No, it makes sense to me, dude. Like I, I, I love the shots. and But I do think that those those shows came at a price. Uh, Jay, what show? I have a question because I've I, I guess I wanted to ask you this a while ago. Like, did you feel like any show, any show that you've done, you paid a price for? I'm talking about like for the type of training you had to change, or the like the intensity or something like it. Like, because for me, training for the second one and the third one really made like 14 impossible to peak. Like after 13, I was so exhausted for, cause I was doing like, you know, Hani had me doing this freaking, uh, 315, 20 rep squat shit twice a week for 16 freaking weeks. Yeah. But your legs improved a lot. And they, yeah. And I paid the price, but I'm like, that's when I started getting knee issues back. You know, it exacerbated the hernia. Like, I mean, I, so I'm saying I, you paid the price, you pay the price. Like I think everybody pays a down price the road, yeah. for, down mean, the road. I mean, I battled Coleman. I want work to get my back bigger for Oh five, Oh six, man. But it thickened up my midsection. And if you go back and look at Oh one, it was kind of like really, everything was kind of tapered, but I think, you know, also eating all those years and, you know, obviously continuous use of drugs. Yeah. It affected the physique. You Did know? you ever tell people how much you were eating back then? Probably. I mean, pe- people, I mean, I, I Jay did, was eating like, I, just so you guys know, let me say real quick. Yeah. I would go visit with Jay and our, our good friend, Dr. Victor Prisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would come and we would just be hanging. Victor would be in his pantry drinking freaking shakes all day. And, um, I would be watching Jay eat all these meals and I try to keep up. I couldn't keep up. It was like you were seven so young, meals. Man, it was no. like seven. But then later on in my career, when I had to eat this much, we're talking about like two cups of rice. I mean, it's basically what I see everybody doing now. I'm like, holy crap. Like I'm literally eating like 80, 90 grams of carbs plus a pound of fish. A pound of fish. Six you know what's times funny? When we had like, Brian Shaw on here, <laughs> his food was not much less than Brian's. It's crazy. Because <laughs> he was telling you, you're like, but I could fuck There was back. a long time, though, Phil, that you even closed. Like, you were that shape guy where, you know, you were took a clothes off and you came alive, but then eventually you were pop, popping out of your clothes. Like, you could yeah. tell, like, okay, it was a certain amount of density that you gathered where I knew, like, okay, this guy's here to stay. And that's why I always thought, like, you know, you were going to obviously set the record. That got cut short. You know, did it was it kind of a hard transition to you to now? 
I mean, because everyone's expectations of you are so, so much further than now all of a sudden it got cut short. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had to make the decision, okay, I'm either going to come back, but you had an injury. You know, I've dealt with that with the bicep and, you know, for, it's a really dark place. Right. And you're not sure how your body's going to be. Like, did you start to second guess your ability and, you know, I mean, you ended up back on stage. Obviously, you weren't yeah. successful at winning it back. But talk a little bit about, you know, what what that place was like for you. The road back. So, like, 2017, had the hernia while I was getting ready for the show. It was really bad. Had to go get surgery right after the show. Quarter-sized piece of mesh clearly wasn't enough. I needed much, much more. But the doctor just was thinking, I'm just going to get him back in the fight. Tear those incisions completely out, getting ready for 2018, lose. That hurt like a motherfucker just because I was like, I don't want to lose injured. But then you have to deal with that. So I took more time. And then I realized, like, how about I just, like, not do 2019 at all and see what that feels like? Because maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, let me go through that process. And, uh, you know, and I – I read the vlogs, like, people were like, oh, he's scared, he's this, and he's being a poor sport, this and that, you know, but then they're not taking an account of, the guy got injured twice now, he had to take a longer layoff, the doctor said, Phil, the first time, three months, no gym, just relax, second time, six months, so, come on, six months, that's not enough time, but yet I still, I could have easily taken that time off longer, but I'm Phil fucking Heath, man. I'm the gift. You know what I'm saying? I'm the dream killer. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to see how good I really am. And I just never wanted to be like a champion that wanted to pick his fights and this. And I'm like, no, even if I'm injured, I'm going to still show whether it be you guys, but I was going to show myself what I'm capable of because I'm going to learn something. And I did. I learned how to lose. I learned what it felt like to have that happen. It sucked. But 2019 also showed me something. How does it feel to step away? And clearly it made me feel some type of way because I came back in 2020. Problem was I wasn't fully healed. I thought I was. I clearly wasn't. And I clearly didn't have the, um, the resources at the time to figure out what exercises I should be doing to help mitigate any damages that I created. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think bodybuilders realize, like, you tear biceps. There's no PT person that you're going to call up and say, hey, teach me how to retrain this because you're like well i'm fucking mr olympia i know how to train but i i'm raising my hand right mm-hmm. now you do have to go find a specialist that deals with physical therapy but we don't and we're on a we're on a crazy road schedule that you don't have time so you're fighting all these things so i didn't rest up enough and and get that but you know and that's the other part with peds like you start taking that you're like fuck dude i look great you know it doesn't really matter like i'm still and to what you were saying, I was still good enough to still do it. But the problem is in 2020, um, I didn't peak. I mean, I was I was good two weeks out. We tried to change some things up. It clearly didn't work, and I got third for it. Yeah, and listen, I want to talk a little bit about this. I don't want to interrupt you. Do you remember when we were sitting there, and I said to you, you know, we were so anticipating Phil coming 2020, out. 2020, right? in Orlando. Row. Yeah, so, in front row. So all along... You know, I sat there and said, Phil, he's going to smoke everyone, right? right? I think everyone thought this, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the Rami situation this year. Everyone right. thinks he's going to come in and win. And you came out, and fucking Matt and I were kind of like silent, and we were kind of, I, I didn't want to say anything. And he, right. and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. And you said, looked at me, and I said, 
like he just like something's just not yeah it wasn't the, the crazy pop wasn't there, was no there. Pop. like the the fullness you know what or, I, I thought and it's not the and he looked at me and he's like fuck he he's yeah. he's just off a little bit yep. see it to me it looked like and i have no idea i've never asked you or honey this it looked like because of the midsection maybe you didn't eat as enough and you just were not filled up all the way yeah. if you're not filled the skin wasn't the way it was and it just looked like we didn't have the calories deflated we didn't have the yourself. calories of it and he may have a different idea. Yeah. But Ooh. it might, honey. Okay. He may yeah, have I've, a I've never asked him this. I don't know. Yeah. So, he, you know, he and I probably should talk about this, but. I don't this, know if you've ever discussed it. I this haven't. So, no, okay. like, so I clearly missed. I feel like we tried something different and it did not work. Clearly. That's just a fact. He may th feel different. I know and, what and it you, is. And you try. We yeah, talked about it. And you try <laughs> things, you know, like, and that's the thing. Like, you, you do. And we also didn't train together that entire time. Mm -hmm. Normally, I would see why because he was so I, adamant about being on our asses. He'd fly, we'd fly. What I was, think because of COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was you, it yeah, was because yeah, of COVID, okay. and you know he was going through a lot. I mean, his dad just yes, passed of away. Course, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I understand. I'm like, I get it, man. But I do. I will say, would have probably made a difference. Absolutely, I think it would have made a difference if he would have been because he would have saw you in person, right? Like, like him flying to go see Sebum and Derek a week out. Yeah. Like currently, I mean, there's a reason for that. So I think, you know, with everything that was going on in the world and like how, you know, me battling, you know, not tough time. Yeah, it was a tough time. I mean, you know, if we could have done it all over again, we, we would have fixed it. I, I still look at 2020 as a missed opportunity because I could pull out my phone. Tree has my phone. I could literally show you. I never even showed you guys what it looked like, like two, three weeks out. It is madness. You know what? This it is, is madness. And, the, and I'll be, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. I'm glad that I'm here because I could say it. I would have fucked these guys up so bad because of the density I had and the roundness that pop. It was the first show that I was literally like three days, three days a week. I was eating steak and eggs and a biscuit, wow. pancakes, shit like that. Three days a week, like for six straight weeks, because it was like I had to because everything was revved up and I wasn't taking anything more. You know what it was by having... So for anyone that didn't realize, I had, you know, double hernia twice. But the second time, I have diastasis recti, right? So that's where you start seeing the separation. And they had to bring it back, put titanium staples in, six inches of mesh up and down. You know what that did? It allowed more nutrients to actually get absorbed in my body because, because I also had intestinal strangulation. So if you look that up, you realize, like, he's not getting certain... Uh, blood You're to his not absorbing organs. the way you should. Right. So my hematocrit, my hemoglobin was all compromised. AST, ALT, low. And that, how are you going to take like freaking, I'm just going to say it. How are you going to take Proviron, Anadrol, Halitestin, and they'd be low? It's yeah. impossible. So that meant. So their body wasn't even processing It wasn't even processing. And I was still winning yeah. during that time. I still won 2017 with those numbers. So imagine you're winning with that shit. Now you have it done. In 2020, your body's like, dude, I take a cup of coffee and I'm like, shit. Like, I feel everything. Yeah. So that's where the confidence, and it was overconfidence on my part, but we missed. We just freaking missed. I'm still pissed about it because I know what I look like. I know what we could have done. Um, I got sick that Monday and I didn't eat Monday night and Tuesday. And I, and I knew, I sure you tell you, like, we were looking at each other like, this is it. I, I don't think I have any tricks to, to pull because 
I know being injured, and you know how this works. Yeah. When you're injured, you go from this elite level to now you 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 can't be a hundred percent. So now you got to figure out. And if you can't be ninety, and now you're eighty, uh, you're like I got to rely on now people missing. And I still was second place after Friday night, which was crazy. I still felt like I I gave Rami some heat. It's just I didn't have enough calories to push. And it was the first time my glutes were kind of like spongy a little bit from behind. And and they're used to your certain look, so you're going to get crispy as hell. Like I, I, But you guys said it best. I mean, you guys have been around me long enough. You know the sport. Like on my physique, it's like 3D popping skin a certain way. I didn't have that, and you knew clear as day. And trust me, the way you guys felt, I felt like like times infinity. I was like, like so when you like came shit. out, could you? Because the crowd, what didn't go bananas? No, did you know I was, it? I knew. So here's. How I mean, I, did you look at the judges? Did you no, notice? I, I knew because the Olympia that year also they told us to be there at like seven o'clock. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah, they some we sat backstage some, a long I, time, three hours. Yeah, I was supposed to. They said. 8 o'clock, you're going to be on stage. They said 7.45, and then they said 8 p.m. Then they said 8.30. Now it's 9.45. Dude, I'm done. I knew then, too. I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't really – I starved myself because I wanted to make sure the midsection was flat and everything because I know that's all that people want to care about and shit. But I still need enough calories to get everything else What do you think three hours early you, you were, would have been better? Yeah, I think so. Because I just know how my body, yeah. it would have helped. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt, but, you know, that's an excuse, right? But that's, that's my reality co- compared to everybody else. No one else was injured. So I knew that I was already wounded. I need this time to do my job. And I literally blew that, like, backstage. Like, I was pumping up, and I could see everything, and I, was, and I could feel it. And then they're like, I had to go back. I had a dressing room in the backpack mm-hmm. with Danny Garcia. And uh, I look back, I was like, when are we going on? And they're like, another hour and a half. And, I, and actually, Robin was helping me out with that, yeah. Robin Chang. I said, I don't think this is going to work for me because I've already pumped up. You can't pump up twice. Like, you can't do that. So it was, it was just like hoping and praying that it wasn't a long prejudging, and it was. They worked us. We were all sweating by the end of it, and I thought, oh, man, this is not. So I knew, like you said, I wasn't, I didn't wow anybody. And that was like the first time in my career I didn't wow people. And I felt that shit, but I already knew. Yeah. But it was confirmed by everybody else's response. And then when I talked to Cherie, I always ask her, I go, how do people look at you? They're like, they look away. I'm like, yeah, I didn't win this one. Because usually when I know, you but win, that's a shitty feeling, Phil. Because I've been there too yeah. many times. I mean, a lot more times well, you, than you have. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get second six times. And you know, and you're like, yeah. everyone, everyone slam dunked this for you. And like, what kept you from like saying, okay, well, I'm just gonna. I know you're not gonna do any other contest. Like, oh, I didn't win an Arnold, but like, like, did you think about coming back? And doing it all over again the next year, or was it just were you did were you defeated, or was it just like, hey, I've I, solidified myself? I needed to figure out a couple things. Number one, um, is this pandemic thing going to continue? Because training through this isn't okay. making the it, it, dude. Like I, I had started Phil Heath Labs in 2019. Mm-hmm. We had our accounts. 
I flew to Dubai for muscle, you know, the muscle show muscle, over there. Dubai muscle show. And that whole launch, 2,000 stores, dude, through the Life Pharmacy, mm-hmm. done. They were done. I was like, I have a quarter million dollars worth of freaking product sitting in the warehouse. What do I do with this? I got creditors calling me. I got all this. You know how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I could throw a half a million dollars at this and, you know, get this going again. But there's no certainty as far as, like, how do I sell this? So I'm like, I need to close the doors. I need to, you know, run through this cycle and compete and just figure this out and focus solely on entrepreneurship because I need to get that. That business has to work. I got to figure out also what else am I good at? And I know I'm good at public speaking. I know, and I was getting inquiries about this already. And I was already doing that throughout my career, right? You know, I was speaking, you know, shoot, we spoke. <laughs> yeah, we spoke, you know, uh, together. Like you got me, uh, I brought you along. San Francisco. San Francisco. Yep. I, I was a keynote where Chuck Yeager yeah. was speaking. And uh, so I was getting like real deals. Like a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. And I thought I should probably focus on that too a little bit more than this bodybuilding stuff because now there's no guarantee because I know also know how the industry is. Once you get injured, once you place a certain way, you place third, you got new guys coming in. It's easy to get forgot about by judges. It just happens. It happens, and you got to be able to respect the game. It happened to Jay. It happened to Ronnie. It happens to all of us. So I'm thinking, but no, I can still do this. Yes, Phil, you can still do this, but if that means that you're going to have to put this business stuff aside to focus on this i don't think the the don't no pun intended the juice really isn't worth the squeeze at this point <laughs> you know like it really isn't because that's gonna set you up for your next chapter in life you went in another olympia this is how i had to break it down i remember talking to dan solomon about this so i said listen jay said 10 so theoretically i got a minimum three-year commitment well, what do you mean and dan was like what do you mean i said I got to train one whole year just to make sure that I'm good. That means I, that means I need to try whatever I need to try. I need to see, basically do a prep and a full off season and a prep on my own before I even decide to compete. Then I'd need to go that following year and then pick a show, whether it be coming back to the Arnold or whatever, because then I, I know that my body's responding because you know, like as you get Is older, why you're so swole right now, dude, I haven't trained in like <laughs> forever. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, <laughs> but but that's the thing, right? Your body changes over time and you don't you can't use the same diet that you did for the first Olympia, the third Olympia. Your body changed every year. And I'm getting older, so and I'm battling, you know, recovering from injury, right? So it was a lot going on. I thought, man, I would be stupid to not just focus on some more business stuff. And if the opportunity comes to where I could figure out a two and a half year commitment just to do this. And I have my businesses thriving, then I can say, okay, well, I can compete now because I don't financial stress. I mean, we're all we've all dealt with it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be earlier on, mid, or later on in life. You don't, you can't have that stress as an entrepreneur running your own company and then trying to compete against people that you yeah, haven't beaten in the yeah. company. Yeah, it's it's virtually impossible. So for me, it was like, don't be so arrogant, Phil, and think you can do everything. Focus on one thing, still train, and you know damn well if you decided to light that fire again, it's your muscles are, that's where the genetics come in. But even still, I battle with, I I talked to uh, Tim Grover, you know Tim, we're going to be speaking with Tim here soon. Yeah. yeah. I talked to Tim about this and I go, did, did 
Kobe or did MJ, do they have nightmares? It was all the time. Sure. Because yeah. I have nightmares. I have nightmares all the time about 2020 and 2018. I have nightmares about it. And, um, you know, it is a dark place. It is a very dark place that, that uh, I've recently come out of. Thank God. Because, you know, you go through this life of saying, I want to be a pro. I want to be something. I want to be great. And then you get a taste of it. And then you don't want to like let it go. But that winning is going to go to someone else eventually. And it's very, very hard. I mean, even this weekend, this... Yeah, because this, I'll be honest, like even sitting here now, I realize this is the first time of being in Vegas since I lost. So I have to be very, like I've been trying to be very disciplined about and go through this game theory of how am I going to feel? Because I can tell you right now, if I was, if this show was at the Orleans Arena, mm-hmm. I would probably have a different energy. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Because you do. Like, you had a bad memory there. <clears throat> I wanted to, I was even going to touch on that. Like, in 2018, you, you lost in... Talk about what it's like to just talk about what went through, you know, your mindset. Like, what, uh, what, because I, I can only imagine yeah. what it's like. Both of you guys can talk about what it's like to win the ultimate and then to lose it where you have people cheering for you or cheering against you. And then another thing that probably the average fan doesn't think about, you're standing up there naked, damn near. And the no, whole world's no, you staring know, at you. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it like, Dude, I lost to Dexter Jackson. I never thought Dexter would beat me. Right. And, you know, did you ever think Sean Roden would beat you is the question, you know? Never. I mean, God rest his soul. Yeah, but, but yeah. Here's a guy that you probably. 99 uh, of 100 times, right? Uh, did you ever think, like, he, like there's guys we think about, right? It's like when they thought Dennis Wolf, you know, he was seventh or what he placed in 07 when oh, people yeah, thought he should have beat me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I didn't see him. And then no. people are like, oh, Jay, you're full of shit. Like, I, I didn't think no. about him. You probably right. worried about Dexter. And mm-hmm. I don't know who else was in the show then that were up and coming, right? right? But, like, so Robbie, elaborate. Roley. Like, it was more them than anything. You know? yeah. Like, I could see that coming because I still remember when Jay, it was the last time Jay competed. And Robbie was there. <laughs> and Jay says, and I knew you were pissed because, you know, this was, the, this was it. Jay says, that guy getting in shape, he's kicking all you guys' fucking asses. <laughs> no, he says you guys are all in fucking trouble. Yeah. He was right. But I was like, Jay never talks like this. And I was like, he, and, and it took me years to figure this out. I was like, because he's freaking pissed. Like, he knows it's done. Like, it's, 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 that's it. Uh, it felt like shit, man. Like when I lost that show, I was like, oh, man, like people are going to look at it as like an excuse, like, oh, because you're in this now. It's like, no, that's a reality, man. You could see pictures like I could show you. And it wasn't a lack of effort. And I had to understand. And then I had to realize, well, you beat Jay. He had a torn bicep. So you have, you know, and he handled it great. Sucked. So. Yeah, you know, so I, in, in these are milliseconds, you have to figure this out. Yeah. When they announced him and knew, I was like, fuck, like, are you serious? And then you realize, like, everybody was, in your mind, I'm, I'm being of real course. here, like, you're, in, for me, I was like, everybody's going to make a meme out of your ass, like, everybody's waiting for this moment. Everybody's waiting for you to lose, and it finally happened. And now they're like, ah, see, finally, we got you. We got you. And that's how it felt. 
And then you realize, like, it ain't even about that, man. He won. Hug him. Give him the respect. And I told him, thank God we can make money for our families doing this. So I told him. And then I had to honor myself because I said, I refuse to show lack of professionalism. And you can look back at all the shows I won. I did the same thing. Point up. Thank you, God. Get on one knee. Say my prayer. Thank you. That's it. And I did it. And I did. And it was like one of those times. It was a defining moment of me as a man, right? I was like, I really don't want to do this. I just want to leave. And I did it. And the worst was uh, Rick. That's the expediter. Short white I was so mean to him. I grabbed my stuff and he was like, tough luck, Jim. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> like, I just like said that. I was like, and I, and I literally told him, I said, I'm never coming back. I said, this is bullshit. Because in my heart, I felt like I won that show because the confirmation round was solidified with only three poses that I knew I couldn't win. And I'm like, but yeah, Phil, that's what a confirmation round is. If they have a narrative, you know, that's what they're going to stick with. Because I felt like I beat them five to three. That was just my opinion. I didn't feel like I lost any side shots. I definitely didn't lose any back shots, and I know I won the most muscular. So where do he expose you? The front shots, front double, front lat, ab and thigh, for sure. Yeah, so, you spoke so, about this yesterday. So I'm like, well, how important is the midsection? We were, we were, ta- we were talking about this with with Milos because he was saying, well, if you if you if you cover this part, this person's body isn't isn't balanced. And I'm like, well, what happens if you cover from the waist or from like the chest up and the waist down? The midsection on the front shots is the focal point on every yeah, shot. It is. Like, it you is. have to include it. Yeah. Like, you can't just so say, So, if someone oh, has a, a tiny waist and someone has, it's not as maybe wider. Yeah. But if you're a shot. side shot, how are you going to call out someone's ass when they're hiding it? Yeah. Especially even on a side tricep when, when you can still hold it in and no. Yeah, yeah. On a most muscular, when you're holding it in, you can hide. My, your your abs are a distraction. I call bullshit on it. a yeah. back shot. I call bullshit. The only yeah. problem is, is that you know we don't count the transition time, right? right. But that's yeah. not something that I was theoretically like. Do we really want to pull this rule book out? Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. not we, something that which, we could do that, right? And it's there's nothing that says like, oh yeah, we're judging these guys on the transitions and stuff. We're judging these guys on if a photographer catches him breathing heavy. Yeah. When he hasn't had to strike a pose, I get it. They made the decision, but I can push back and say, well, you didn't judge me when I hit the pose. You judged me in between. Yeah. Judge me right here. because, And then you get, and here's the other part that I had a hard time with. Certain photographers were releasing stuff early and some weren't. Dave Lieberman was there. He was sending stuff and he was like, Phil, I can't send this out yet. And I was like, who told you that he was like, I can't say. I was like, wow, it's like that now. So, like, if you look at all these f- shows, we're going to see it this weekend. Somebody's going to have their pictures done right there. Some people are going to take, like, a week. And you're going to be like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. They didn't touch them up. They, they were there, too. So yeah. that's what made it very, very tough. And, you know, I have a right to be able to say that it wasn't. But, I, hey, I lost. Like, it is what it is. But no one can sell me on the fact that I lost a back shot in that pose, nor must muscular. Like, I, I, that's very tough. But, like I said, the lesson was how can you honor yourself during a loss? You have to learn how to win, and you definitely have to learn how to lose. And I learned how to lose, and I, and I also learned how to lose in 2020. You guys didn't see me pissed. I smiled because I was happy. 
Yeah. And I think it was weird for people to see me like, cause when they announced me third, people were like, it was like the same, like, cause I could hear it. It was like the first time people were like, Ooh. And I was like, man, I did feel like I beat Brandon and stuff. I definitely felt like that. Like I had more going on, even though I wasn't peaked than him, mm-hmm. but it is what, I mean, fuck. Like, do okay. you know what though? When you started the journey, like you said, yeah. The fact that you even got on stage and went through it. Well, I did the show. I'll be honest. I did that show for multiple reasons other than winning. Yeah. I did that show for the fans more than they realize it. Yeah. I did that show more for just me. And if that happens to be my last show, we don't know what the future holds right now, but if that Uh-oh. happens to be my last show. Sheree, you're shaking your head over there. What's going on? He's like, fuck that. My first show was third. You hadn't even started drinking yet, and you're saying right. this. My first show was the third, and... <laughs> 2020 was third, so it's like, well, if that's how you want to go out, then that's how you're going to do it. As a matter of fact, grab me that bottle right now. Damn it. So, so yeah. you know, I can tell you I was so relieved in 2013 because I knew it was my last. It was, yeah. the, it was one of my greatest Olympias because I knew I'm never doing this again. And I did it for the fans. I did it to, you know, just to get up there healthy because yeah. the last time I was torn bicep and all that shit. Remember we went to Cheru Classic and I had the torn bicep. Did you tear the other one though? I did prep? when I came back in 13, a partial tear, yeah. but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't as bad, right? You know, I put a little Nolotol in it for the show. And I was good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. I, just, I, I, I didn't get a chance to hit a front double with you, so I was good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But oh it's, uh, you know, it, it was a relief for me. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Because we didn't really talk about any of that. Nah, just. That was but around I knew the time. that was it. And I, you know, I remember I, I was starting the supplement line and oh, Derek yeah. and the crew at BPI, they're like, you know, we really want you to come. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm not going to beat Phil Heath, you know? But actually, leading up to the show, I'm like, I'm going to beat Phil Heath, you right. know? I actually thought I would. But that's just the champion And then once I got right? under the lights and I was like, damn, I looked around, I looked down the line, I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped into deep waters, you know? Yeah. Isn't it something? like? How, I mean, like, I thought I looked great, you right. know, leading up, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be better, better than ever, and not that, you know, training's going great, but the density was gone, dude. That was the, that was the hard part, you know? That's, so what are we doing right now here? Well, this is a, this is a, I'll tell us, tell Phil. This is a, like, yeah, so. This is a podcast first for us. Yeah. So, you know, I never really was a huge tequila drinker up until recent, and I got with this company, Code to Go 1530. Um, they send a bunch of product out a little bit over a year ago, and I was ranting and raving about it to all my friends. And I was like, man, this would be dope if I could do something with them. And then they said, well, let's have a conversation. So, yeah, I've been endorsing it ever since. And the cool thing about it is that they've been around for six years. They're now um, distributed uh, by the second largest uh, wine and spirits distributor in the world. They've got a ton of freaking awards. And what's really neat is that uh, there's only three ingredients, water, yeast, and agave. It's kind of synonymous with tequila companies in the supplement business. You know how like certain flavoring systems can exist and you don't really have to declare certain things. And like mm-hmm. even back in the day where people could spike their proteins and stuff like that, that actually happens in the wine and spirits industry. So you'll be drinking certain popular brands and they'll taste like vanilla or have a hint of this. It's because they're, they're kind of illegally putting that in there. So, uh, the other part was that I wanted to make sure that it was like the healthiest one. So only having three ingredients and it's the lowest caloric uh, tequila on the market was a, was a big thing to me. So I brought in 
Yeah, he's actually yep, you sent Reposado. it to me. Yeah, right? I had it sent. So I'm just gonna pour. And I know Jay, you don't drink. I know you don't. Oh, we we, we, we have you know, celebrations you know, yeah. sometimes. He, he, he left out. Is a, this like a nightly thing at the Heath household? Is the question. Asheree, like, she's in the back. Like she's no, she's laughing. She's, she's laughing. So yes, you know there there's more to the story here. So the other day I'm standing there. Ah. And he just calls me. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah. "Are you home?" And I was like, "Why?" It's like someone's about to deliver some uh, yeah. some tequila to your uh, to your right. house, and I'm like thinking I'm waiting for FedEx and like. <laughs> two minutes later, ding dong! I opened the door and there's a guy standing there with two bottles. And He's who like, "Here is it?" I don't know. It was some. It was some. Is an employee? It was someone from the. Company. I got connections, man. He, he I'm with the company. He handed bro. me his like, card. He's like, "Hey, if you need anything, let me know." That's and then right. He just left, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, okay, I got some on. tequila." It's me, but also, uh, uh, the biggest spokesperson is uh, George Strait. Okay. So, and you know who that is. Sing a song about the heartland. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just want to say thanks for having me. It really means a lot. We haven't had a a lot of time to actually just sit and chill. So we will know. in 23, I think. I think so too. Yeah. LA Fit Expo. We're doing yeah, that. Are you doing FIBO or? FIBO too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. We're so celebrating yeah, we'll in FIBO that. for sure. All right. Hell yeah. So this is my Salute. first, this is my first drink of the month right here. You're full of shit. And you've been going out more to a bar. I'm trying to. It's smooth. I'm, I'm, it's not bad, right? No, it is. It's not. I, I'm, I'm doing my best to try to just, let loose a little more. Just a drink here and there. You know? I didn't know your drink was tequila. It is now. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. Um, I love it. Just to be able to sit and chill and relax. And during COVID, you, you kind of smoke cigars or. I do. And I'm actually putting on an event at Eight Lounge at yeah, Resource so World yeah, yeah. all night. Yeah. So. Are you going to go out or are you going to be? He's a not. Uh, he ain't th- here's, the, here's, here's the thing. He ain't going nowhere. I never. My good friend owns a restaurant next door, actually. Oh, yeah. Brezza, yeah, next door, yeah thing with jay is that people have to realize the man moved here years ago eons ago he see he's he's been here so much that i i try to tell my friends i'm like because now i live in south florida so i know a little bit how this feels everybody asks you to go out all the time hey it's my birthday it's like dude it's someone's birthday last yesterday too like what are you talking about congratulations so for me to be like hey jay come to this or come to this it's like do one thing yeah. Like, if you come up for my birthday, cool. But I don't even pressure him because I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. Does he use smoke cigars or? No, nah, he ain't doing that shit. I'll drink, I'll drink this. He'll drink this, though. Yeah, I knew he'd like yeah, this. He likes having, he often drinks, dude. You're going to see him this weekend if you're out and about. He probably. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? No, I, I know you do this I shit. have a drink here or there. You make it sound like I'm out on the no, town. No, you were at the bar at the Olympia last year in the back with Angie getting drinks. and I had a beer. Oh, that's what I mean. You were still drinking. I mean, you make it we used to drink back in the day, though. Yeah. We get, you know, we get freaking lit after the <laughs> Olympia. <laughs> I'd go to that. I'd go to that damn gala with that. Hey, man, we go to that gala and be like, all right, what are we going to eat? You know what and I still we're remember? This would have been probably like 20, maybe like 2013. And you came out and, you know, from the music industry, I worked with Little John for years. Yeah. And I just remember we went. <laughs> We went out to the club, and then we ended up at a fucking strip club. Oh, this is the first night that we met up yeah. with, with John. Yeah, and it was oh like, gosh, I just man. remember walking out, and I felt like I was oh. in a fucking hangover movie. Dude, it was really and I'm bad. like, it's like 8 in the morning, and I got one. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And we It was really good, out. but really bad. We left him. <laughs> yeah, we just Cause, left. Because we Cause went from the stayed. club, because he stayed. And I was like, what are you about to do? He was like, well, I'm going to IHOP later. And I was like, man, I'm going to sleep. Like, I don't know I how done. you do this. And then we, no, here's what's crazy about it. We stayed out till six in the morning, six thirty, 
And then we did it again the next yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, Because then he said, it was like straight out of like uh, Charlie Murphy <laughs> stories, you know, with Rick James. It was like one of those type of series of events. I think I, I bet you I still have some pictures from them. Weren't you tired and like I didn't get tired back then. And no, 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 that wasn't during that time. No, that was just, he just came to Vegas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I didn't do shit like that, bro. Like, like what's a life of Phil Heath today? Like, what's the excitement that goes on? The excitement for me is that. I'm truly in all self-development mode. I'm all about being more in self-awareness, self-development mode. So that means reading, meditating, praying, writing. I do a lot more writing because I am compiling a book. Um, I'm getting ready for that new chapter. And, and you guys have seen me around. You know, I do the different podcasts and stuff. And I don't think I could speak the way I have without having a, a lot more time being still. I think what the problem is being a pro bodybuilder, especially at our level, is that for 10 plus years, you're on the go and you don't have enough time to be still. What does being still mean? It doesn't mean when you're on the plane, you would think like, oh, you can rest on the plane. That's rest. We're talking about being still. You're just being conscious with self. You're not with a cell phone. You're just being with your own thoughts. And it, ha and it, does ha it has nothing to do about your next meal. It has nothing to do about your next workout. In fact, I made sure I didn't train for, I haven't trained for, uh, a month straight and over a year and a half. And that's because I've just been so into who I am because I just want to be ready for whatever next comes, whether it be business or relationships. And how do I do that if I'm always stuffing my f face with food and being concerned about the next show I'm going to do? So, you know, the, the day in the life, it, it could, some, day, some days it starts at 4.30, 5 in the morning. Some days it starts at 7.30 in the morning. Um, some days it's burning the midnight oil. Some days I'm in bed at nine o'clock. Uh, being on the East Coast uh, is much different because midnight, okay, is nine a.m. Uh, nine p.m. here. So I can't really have a conversation with you because I'm like, shit, man, I'm supposed to be in bed. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then going out, we don't go out. We don't we don't party like we used to. There's no me mm -hmm. standing on tables and. You know, drinking out of two bottles like we used to for Honey's birth birthday party and stuff. We should do that though, by the way. You know, it's, you know, it's random it. that one that that <laughs> not get on table. That same that same night when we did all that shit with the strip club. So little John is is performing at excess, and we didn't drink anything yet. And he stopped the whole music. Oh my! And gosh, said, yes. "Phil, come up here. Mister Olympia is here. I'm not playing another record until he does a shot with me." And he oh, killed he's the music. cussing like crazy. The whole fucking I'm place is staring another, at him. Well, oh, that's not hard like, for Phil to do that. Getting me up there is a different story. But yeah, Phil's but I was, I was down back then. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but then he poured, the problem is he poured the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, you trying to kill me, bro? Like, what's going on? And then, and that's what led us to the club the, with the strip women club. with long legs. You know, you know what's you know yeah. you know crazy? People, very few people know this, that little John did his intro for the 2014 yeah, yeah, Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt Chicarillo yeah. talked over top of it so you could barely hear him. It was I'm, Little John introducing him. Yeah. I'm like, I, I gave Bob <laughs> shit about that a few years back. I go, you do realize. He's like, yeah. You know how, long, you know how hard it, long it took to get him to buckle down and just do this whole Yeah, because John's like, yeah. and people forget. I mean, well, maybe they don't forget, but John, Little John has been an iconic figure in the hip-hop industry. I mean, within EDM as well. Like, he's just been doing his thing, and that was really tough to get all that going but what a fun time dude like that was uh 
I want to, <laughs> I want to bring up, how did it feel, Jay, when we were traveling to India that one time, and Dennis Wolf was on a plane. He lost his passport in the seat. God. We were on the, this, the hor- it was yeah. like the worst airline ever, <laughs> to the point where <laughs> we're like, they're like, you know, fasten your seatbelts. They didn't even say fasten your seatbelts. It was like that bad of an airline. Yeah, like, remember how mad Hani was though. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad because he thought we were going to be like first class. No, it was, he, for, it, was it was business class. It was business but. class. Here's the problem. You and I got business class on Emirates. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. And he was like threatening like, well, I'm not going to train you guys for this show unless if I get the same. I'm like, dude, like they're not going to. I want you to fly business. I ain't going to pay. You know what I'm saying? But like, come on, bro. Like just fly, you know, just. Just fly economy on embers. You're going to sit, you know, like you're going to be in a good seat. No. So we both said, all right, what's the next alternative? Air India. (laughs) Bro, bro, let me tell you. So Dennis was on this flight. We're on this flight. Was he competing or? Yeah, he did that show. I, I oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did the show and he lost his passport. And between the seats, they had to rip the whole seat seat apart. Yeah, yeah. What let me realize that that flight was going to be wild was not just him losing that, but then the lady that was sitting in first class, there was no fasten the seat belt. She was on her phone the whole time as we were going up. And she didn't get bothered one time. I'm like, they don't give a damn on this stuff. This was like Spirit Airlines, like like for business class. You remember this shit. <laughs> I do. And then when we landed, it was still uh, like uh, they, they had just got bombed or something. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. And we were like, holy smokes, like what are we doing? And we had to uh, shout out to Sheru though. I mean, they they did they, they did do a really good job at that because that was a, a a lot to get that show done. They built the actual stage for prejudging that morning, mm-hmm. two by four ham and na- hammer and nail. And the cool thing about that event that my takeaway was was that the Indian fans, the fans there, they loved us so much. Jay, I mean, it was the crazy. Pre- the right? prejudging. In 2011, less than 50 people remember that. Yeah, but With they the were loud. They, they were yeah. like, you know, they were saying our nicknames because you know someone may not have spoke English yeah. as much. But they they were some of the most passionate fans. Like I'll never forget that. Like it was like such a cool thing. And then you know, obviously winning the show. That, but then we all got to hang out, and that was really that was one of those things. I was like, man, um, I didn't have to. I didn't have like any friction with you. And I, I think that was the best part of my career. I, I never told you that, but like the best part of my career was that because I never looked at it as beating you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the best thing I can have is like have my friend there and we win. And <laughs> I still remember you, uh, you were having some issues getting sick at that show. Yeah. And, and you said um, the same thing, like take care of this guy. And I was like, Ah, like Jay Nee, and it, it, people don't realize like getting ready for a bodybuilding show in India is very difficult because steak is a sacred animal and comes from a sacred animal. <laughs> so like we had to pull some strings just to get some, and it would take forever. But you know it tested our patience, patience. But we had it all. I remember doing the show and Jay was actually sick, like you were actually throwing up. Yeah, I was. Sick, so you were bro. eating so much. Yeah. And I remember like you come out of the bathroom and we're looking at each other like, oh, like uh, this and that. And then we're like laying in the same bed like Franco and Arnold, yeah, like yeah. just trying because Hani's trying to put us through these freaking paces. 
still like, oh, we can tighten this up here. We can do this. It's like, dude, like, did you not hear the guy who was just puking earlier? And I'm like <laughs> yeah. ready to pass the F out. Like, what's going on? But uh, remember how loud I was puking in the bathroom? It was really just talking loud. about the India trip. Yeah, he was. Oh, remember our India trip? We got deli belly and you were afraid you're going to shit yourself on the guest posing. <laughs> so we, we go over to India and we have like this appearance that's like two hours in the middle of nowhere. And they have us in this van. Oh. And he's going like a hundred miles an hour, dude. I thought there's, I really thought we were gonna die. There's like, yeah, there's mopeds coming at us on the freeway, and and I'm sitting with my back, and I would just look at his face, and I would just see him cringe, and I'm like, oh fuck, we're gonna get hit, and then a zoom, little a bike would go by us, yeah. But all of us got this deli belly and i got so it first you got so, it really bad so dude. i'm on the plane and every five minutes i'm running and i'm shitting flames <clears throat> so we go to get on the plane <laughs> and before before we do before we go anywhere the pilot's like nobody can get up for the first two hours yeah. we're gonna hit violent <laughs> turbulence and i'm like so the plane's shaking and i'm like oh i'm gonna fucking shit myself i was like dumb and dumber in the toilet so he's kind of laughing at me a little bit about it and then we get back to the states and he has to guest pose because it's the phil heath classic in houston and about three days before, he, it hit him. Oh, and man, we, had to, we had to get him meds because he was afraid he was going to shit himself Dude, when so he was It was so bad. But, you know, <laughs> what people don't realize is, like, we travel all, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we were traveling around the world. And one of the things, I, I don't know how it worked for you because when you were back, back when you were competing with Ronnie, you guys were going on, like, a real European tour. But you weren't going to, like countries where the food was really I mean, you know like, we were catered to yeah 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 so a lot of people probably didn't get ill the thing that happened to me in 2011 was i got sick right after that show and i guess those things happen but when you're when you have a parasite that's a different conversation and again when you're when you're getting ready for the you know 2012 Olympia, that's all you're thinking about. You're not thinking about like, oh, I got to get rid of this. I got to go see like a, you know, a therapist, a, a digestive health therapist. Like you don't think about this stuff. You're just like, I'm just going to go take some probiotics and some Pepto and I'm going to figure this out. But those are those things that creep over time. And now we have the technology and the understanding, the conversations of gut microbiome and, you know, digestive health, you know, so then we don't have like, you know, ulcerative colitis or mm -hmm. all different types of ailments, right? Back then, though, like you, you just train. Like, you just train. And if you get sick, you get sick. Like, you figure this out. You know, it, yeah. you just push through it. So it's just it's crazy to think about because it does affect your physique. I always felt like after shows is the worst. Like, the guys are getting ready for the show that tonight, uh, uh, this weekend. When you get really dry, I do believe, like, you shouldn't eat for, like, two, three days after the show. Mm -hmm. If I could do it all over again, I don't know about you. But don't but, like, splurge just real don't even eat, dude. Like, just try to go on a fast and just hydrate yourself. The problem is you got to do all these photo shoots afterwards. That's why yeah. I think it really damages you. I think you should yeah. do the photo shoots maybe a week out and just suffer through it. And it might actually make you look better. Mm -hmm. But I think if I could do all over again, I would have done my photo shoots like a week out. I would have done maybe just a couple shots like after with the trophy afterwards. And that's it. Like, I'm just talking about like a couple, none of this two hour to yeah, eight hour shit. Because... The, the skin, the intestines, like you have to get rehydrated because what, it, what, is, what is everybody going to do after the show? They're going to start, they're going to have a scroll. Pizza. They're going to have a scroll of what they're going to eat. And yet they haven't been hydrated at all. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to eat all this food. 
while you're trying to rehydrate yourself. Your intestines, your colon, like everything is like it's it's overworked. Yeah. It's overworked <laughs> and it's now creating like sludge. Yeah. That you're gonna have like the a donut one day come out of your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you did a colonic or something, which no one's gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> right. So those are those things that I think back now, like a lot of for myself, athletes, like we should be thinking more about that after shows because it you ruin your digestive health. Like you're going to be asking for a huge problem. Did you think like, like what would you have done different? Like after shows? I mean, you know, listen, the whole eating thing, I was just thinking that as he was talking about it, like, you know, I never saw you eat an abundance amount of food. I mean, I've saw, I've seen you eat off diet. I mean, we used to celebrate our, you know, finishing the contest together often, but, uh, you know, you just talked about how you're not eating right right before. And, uh, what is it like now? Like, the nutrition, like, is it a relief that we don't have to eat that much? I mean, that's huge. I know if people ask me, like, what do you, what's the biggest relief of not competing? It's number one, it's the dehydration and getting on stage and, you know, the anticipation. That's one thing. Like I, I even text Hani today and I said to him, I said, I'm so glad you're feeding someone else the honey special this week and it's not me of the fish and mustard and avocado on it yeah so and stir it yeah, up so, and like yeah so i'm so glad like the eating process because we just i ate so much to maintain and you got to that point too i mean early on you weren't eating as much because uh-huh. you weren't as big right but eventually it's like you have to eat in order to it's like you're not starving you're eating an abundance of food so like, how is your, like, when you look at food now, does anything excite you? Like, you come to Vegas, it's the best restaurants on the planet, right? Right. right. Do you say to Cherie, like, hey, I can't wait to go eat at this place or that, or is there nothing on your list? We haven't even thought. I mean, we have a... Like, it, that's not even a thing. Like, about cigars even, and, and like, liquor. Like, I'm going to go to yeah. uh, Public House for Robert Irvine. Yeah. He's my brother, man. He's, he's great. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what I'm going to eat there. I'm just going to snack on some stuff, right? Snack, not oh, I can't wait to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we have a we're gonna go out to uh, I'm drawing a blank to Richard's uh restaurant. You know, Richard, uh, why am I drawing a blank because I haven't eaten (laughs) food to see once a day, you'll lose weight, right? But anyway, um, yeah, food for me now. Feels so good to not have a. It's mandatory. Yeah, it's I know so, what it, it sucks takes. for me because you know if someone said to me, "Jay, I want to take you to the best steak restaurant in Vegas," I'm like, "How can I take a rain check on this?" You know, yeah. it's funny. We go to Cheesecake Factory and just take a guess what he orders. Just guess. Chicken tenders, chicken and rice, <laughs> chicken and rice. Well, <laughs> fucking well, boring is well, it? Well, he's still gonna. But yeah. Well. Is, you're still going to eat clean, but yeah. it's just the abundance. Yeah, but what would it. Phil Heath order? He's asking you like it. So I would still order like, I'm trying everything now. Like, sure he knows. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try Just get a bucket of chicken. <laughs> bucket of chicken. No, so here, so he, she won't, God bless her. She told me three days ago, no more fried food. Oh, that's fucked up. I know. How are you going to tell a black man no more fried God, food? That, I, <laughs> I know why, that. why no more Shit. fried food? She, I love oh, it. Like way to, are you like? Is it a health thing or is it like? She won't make it. Okay, okay. So but so like, how far is KFC? Because you're cooking a lot of the food, churches? right? So, I, mean, so I won't do KFC or churches. I don't. Really? I don't I've never had no. KFC. I've never had KFC. Yeah, I won't do it ever. I won't do it. How's that? 
They, their potatoes and biscuits are crazy. That's, nah, I better know. Like, that's I don't why like you it. look the way you look. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm fat but and happy. But I do like. He's uh, actually losing weight. Yeah. You know, on, but uh, I like farm to table restaurants. Year, anyway. So I like farm to table restaurants yeah. that will do like fry food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my diet, there really isn't. You know, I, you know, I'm with Flex Pro Meals. So like I'll, I'll have them send a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of variety with that. What's your um, go-to flex? I see you advertising so all the time. I, so, know, like, what's on your? So, I like their brisket because I throw that with eggs, you know, in the morning. I I love that. Uh, I love brisket a lot. Like their brisket is really good. Their their empanadas are great. Their Cuban empanadas are great. Um, that those are really my two go-to's. Um, they have like a few keto type of meals, like a steak and veggie and and all that, which I I do like because there are times where I'm like, okay, you got to tighten this up a little bit because you know, you're going to be on television and you want to, you know, get your face down a little bit so you do some cardio. Listen, yeah, but that's oh, only two days for you. But listen, something, listen, you know? Milos comes on this podcast a lot. He just takes a diuretic before he comes See, on. See, so that's the thing. But you, <laughs> Jay knows this. You know it a little bit. I was never really heavy in that. No, I did more long. diuretics my first contest as a pro than I did winning any Olympia. Mm-hmm. And it was because I probably over-dieted to a degree. But I wanted to make sure that I didn't have to use it because at the end of the day, that's blood pressure meds. And every person says, oh, I missed my peak because I couldn't get a pump. It's probably because you took too many damn diuretics. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to, you know, mask it by eating more food. And I'm like, and that's why you spilled over. So for me, I was like, nah, like I'd rather do like that much. A little pinch. Literally spread it out, dab it, and that's it. And they'd be like, I don't have to touch anything. That's why my muscle looked a certain way all those years yeah. because between Friday and Saturday, it, it did because I didn't have to, you know, I was never flat. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always like popping because no diuretics. There's a couple of Olympias I didn't do diuretics. Like people were like, bullshit. I'm like, ask Connie. Like I barely, like either I barely did it or I, I didn't do one, it only had one I did that. Oh, six. Well, you, yeah. So, Shit. you know, well, that one for sure, like you didn't eat that show. Uh, so, so we, I was going to say we have the Olympia coming up. Yeah. To- so, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we we had so many things we wanted to talk to you about, and we we don't want to drag this thing on forever. But divisions, okay. Yeah. And we're going to lead into the Olympia with this. So now, like you came into this business with men's open, women's open, right? Yep. You saw the transition. You see now. Men's physique. You're you're a show promoter, right? You yep. have so how many five, contests do you so have? So there's now? five divisions to the men, six for the women. Okay, you're now. Mr. Olympia. Yep. Uh, there's now a Mr. Olympia in many categories. Tell me your thoughts on that. The one that has the Sandow is Mr. Olympia. Agreed. I mean, people get you, pissed. You have the agreed. best Sandow of the of this yeah, yeah, fucking planet. <laughs> Hey, yeah. you know what? I have, I have something. Say this. I, I fucking bring this up every time. <laughs> He's got the sickest sandal of any Mr. Olympia winner. I have some. I have a gift where, for where you. Where is that, Sheree? Where is that sandal, by the way? Yeah. I have a, I I have know, a, but does it I have stand a on its own? And you don't know I have it. Okay, okay. No, because we haven't, uh, we haven't uh, built a home yet. When we build a home, I'm going to do like, so guys, when Jay, when you guys have seen those pillars in Jay's house mm. and all that stuff. I never touched those sandals, you know that. I never touched them. Why? Because they weren't mine. Okay. You never saw me take a picture with I stared at them. Never touched them nor take a picture of them because they weren't mine. I 
I remember when you had those pillars made. Before I won all before, the Before I, I had remember, five, by yeah. the way, you know. I had to make sure that. No. <laughs> That's me talking shit. Damn, you're a bully. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no. took that fucking he fucked your dream up. Oh, fuck. Oh, Think no. how much money that costs for nothing. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. But I, I put but Angie's trophy on it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I put one it of her worked. trophies on but it. But yeah, no, it's uh, I'm the Sandow collector at the end of the day. I'm the Sandow collector. I have three old ones. I have the gold one that Jay's talking about. Yep. 50th anniversary. And Is it 50th anniversary? 50th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And I have the three of the new. Mm-hmm. You have all of them. So I have all of them. No one will ever... No one will ever in the history of our sport. That's that's like when I try to explain it to some of my other friends, like in other sports, I'm like, yeah, imagine having an NBA title, but it's like three different versions of it. Yeah. And you want them all. Got the old school ring. the mod- yeah. yeah. I have them all. So, like, that's what's dope. But, you know, it's not. I'm not taking shots at any other division. What I am saying is that the Olympia was always men's bodybuilding, right? Yep. I always knew that when they started creating different divisions that guys would call themselves Confusion, Olympia. right? They would, it would create a lot of confusion. And if I was in a different category, I would say I won men's physique or I won class of physique at the Olympia. Yes. I won the 212 showdown or whatever it was called. If Mr. Olympia is rocking a Sandow, I'm going to – it's just different. Yeah, I agree. Now, if I'm being interviewed by somebody and they call me Mr. Olympia, sometimes you don't want to, like, correct them because of who they may be, Right. And you don't want to mess up the flow and all that stuff. I get that part. But if you're going around calling yourself Mr. Olympia, like, I'll, I'll just say, it, like, we're friends. You know, like, Mark Anthony, like, like when he won, he had Mr. Olympia on his belt. And so I was nice. like, and I was like. Uh, his license plate says Mr. O. I'm like, I mean, I we we boys, bro, but, like, here's not the Mr. Olympia. But here's the confusion. And it's only mm-hmm. because of the confusion. They'll say. And I'm sure this is probably happening to you because I know it's happened to me. My friend won the Olympia. Oh, for real? Who? Was it Jay? Was it Ronnie? You know what I'm saying? No, nah, it was this guy. I'm like, and then I'm kind of looking like I just don't say anything. Has that ever happened to you? Like someone say, oh, yeah, you know, he, he's Mr. Olympia just like or just like you. I'm like, no, no, he is not. He's holding up a medallion. He's holding up a medal. I got the medals. And the freaking Sandow, dude. So, like, <laughs> I really hope they never change it. If they do, it's, I don't know, man. Like, bodybuilding was started with open men's. I feel like it's in a great place right now. It's in a really good spot now. It's in a really good spot, you know. I love the other divisions. Don't, don't get it twisted. Like, I love the other divisions. I think they're, it's all about inclusion. Mm-hmm. You got, like, I just did the interview with Shannon Sharp. Gonna be an open class bodybuilder at an amateur show. He'd do men's physique. He just literally just said, "Give me the board shorts." For him. So it's beautiful that the NPC and the IVB have everybody covered. Mm-hmm. But you are not going to call out a Mr. Olympia and then compare yourself to Arnold, Jay, Ronnie, Dorian. You're not going to put yourself on that stat. There's no freaking way. I'm going to accept you as that. If your fans say it, though, like, I guess I'm not going to argue with people about that, but you shouldn't say it if you don't have it. But that's the problem. Like, we've you and I have talked about this. We haven't talked about this, but, like, so what do you think about that? Well, I know one thing. I I could only – I think different. This is what I was going to ask you. If you were starting today, could Phil Heath 
start in classic or men's physique. Ooh. I well, couldn't because I didn't have that I don't structure. Think I, you know, I feel you this, could you could probably but I enter been, both those divisions. I would have been natural and been able to do Doesn't it. I would grow them really fast. No, Doesn't no, no, matter. no. What I'm saying you is you have the shape. No, you but I'm a better shape. Yeah, I but mean, I'm saying like I could have done men's physique, uh, uh, men's uh, classic. Because what's the cutoff for five nine, like one ninety something, or like I thought it was like two or four or two five. It might, it might be. What was your hey, first show, Phil? I, my first show, like what weight? NPC one ninety. When I met you, yeah. So I was right there. You would so outgrown the, it. I would things. outgrown it. And then I did two twelve, and then I would have outgrown that. No, but you like, still would have been able to start in that. You know what I'm no, saying? No, so, so I, so yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Like, I, but you know what's funny? Not once ever. In my life, I met you my first show. I didn't walk away with that picture that you and I took. We didn't. We weren't boys right there. Yeah. I just took the picture. You know what I said? That's a big motherfucker. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to be like him one day. I didn't say that. You just that. started your journey. I just looked at Jay and was like, yeah, man, yeah. he's a big dude. Like, that's great. Like, I thought, I didn't think, oh, what you is it? You probably didn't even realize you were on a journey yet. No, it was just about me on me it was yeah. about me on me and that's where i think people get it messed up like you know how many times i get guys that'll do my show to feel he's classic and feel like they're not good enough to do open and it's crazy i tell them all the time i go why are you saying this you say well i have they literally tell me i have to do men's physique or i have to do class because i'm not good enough i'm like you don't want to put in the 10 years, that's what you're saying up well, front. It should be a transitional time. But that's but that's what they're not seeing. Yeah. They're putting limitation and limiting beliefs on themselves. And I don't want that because we have enough mental illness going on already. Of course. And what ends up happening with that same mentality is, in my opinion, the opportunity for the, 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 the demons, the devils to come in and say, I need to take something to make me that now. Yeah. So because I'm not good enough. I'm telling everybody, just compete, dude, and just just take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Try your hardest to just learn about you. Don't compare yourselves to me. And don't get discouraged because of me either because you can look at my very first picture with Jay, all-natural guy doing a show against unnatural dudes, no question about it, and I won every category, but still try it. Don't say, I've got to do what Jay's doing. What did I do? Well, I followed some stuff that actually I followed a lot of stuff that Jay and Ronnie were doing because I was like, they were the best in Flex Magazine, Muscle Fitness. You know how many times I get people that say, well, I won't do your, uh, I won't do your workout because you're enhanced. Yeah, that It's just a freaking uh, workout, dude. Just do it. I was doing enhanced workouts natural naturally yeah. because it made sense. Do you want to build a shelf on the upper pecs? Yes. So this is what I'm going to do. So that's what I did my entire career, and that's what I'm, you know, very boisterous about right now because I see a lot of guys. I see a very interesting time where we're at where people feel they're not good enough. Everybody's good enough. It's all about you versus you. It's all about what you really, like, why are you doing this? And you have to go through, like, multiple versions of why. You can't just say, well, why am I doing it? Because I want to do YouTube and I want to make some money and this and that, and I want to look like a fraud and get a pro card and go try to sell <laughs> courses and stuff like that. Okay, that's very self-seeking. Yeah. Why do you really want to do it? Well, because at one point in time, you know, I, I had someone tell me that I wasn't good enough. 
myself. And I wanted to prove it to them, but later on I proved it to myself. And through my story, I can help somebody else that's dealing with the same problem. That's a little different. You know, I think that's where this could, you know, manifest into something greater of guys and girls to say, I compete for this positive reason. Because I don't like people feeling like they can't do open. I don't like it. I, I really don't. I really want to see more people. Like at the, I'm talking about the NPC level, IPB Pro level, like they're going to do it because we get paid the most money, mm-hmm. and we should. It's still the highlight of the weekend this yeah, weekend. It's, you the know? Freak, it's the freak show. But you ask me what I think, dude. Yeah, I, what do you think? I th- feel you are more individual. So Phil Heath, the Mr. Olympia, I was the Jay and Ronnie show. Okay, so I don't feel like you know, you can even compare, like, I, I feel like those battles built like that legacy together. I don't feel like me and Ronnie are kind of on our own, even though Ronnie yeah. left and I still won Olympias. I feel like that whole, when people talk about bodybuilding, they refer to when they talk about Jay Cutler, they talk about Ronnie Coleman because the yeah. runner up version rather than winning, because, you know, I kind of got lost, you know, for the first couple of years, I wasn't sure how to come in. And, you know, obviously I, I landed, you know, more, off and on, I felt like as Mr. Olympia winner, I mean, 07, 08, you know, 9, and then obviously, you know, 9 and 10, I mean, I was good, but not like someone like yourself that I said was more consistent about it, you know, but, you know, it leads us into like this weekend and, you know, we have now like a champion that's dominated for two years, but has he dominated? You know, there's been questioned. Last year was questionable. I don't right. know. I don't know if you want. I know you did a kind of a uh, yeah, play-by-play play kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I did a reaction. Patrick, right? So, yeah. So my question is, is, you know, you, you know, being a commentator for this, like your expectations of this weekend, you have the largest lineup ever. You have many, many divisions. You have the most popular fitness persona we've ever experienced with C-Bomb, right? In classic, he's got you know, the biggest following we've right. ever witnessed, right? In, in a very young demographic, high school kids talk about C-Bomb. Right. He's a, he's a hybrid crossover between social media and he's dominating that division. Does he retain the title this, this weekend, you think? I believe so. It's just how? Like you think what? he's his best ever? I don't know because, like, the, here's I mean, the he works th- with your coach. I mean, I know. Well, he was yours too. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. look at how he pawned him I, off. I, 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 you know, well, <laughs> no, but I know, I know what Jay's saying. Like, uh, I, I started with Honey. Honey doesn't miss Phil. No, you know he's not. You know he's riding it, his ass. You know he's he's. This is different, though. I think I think they're they are trying to figure this out, and I will say, Chris should be improved. Um. Be, just because of what Honey knows, uh, it's, it's different when you have a client that uh, doesn't have champion pedigree of any sort, and you're trying to teach them how to, you know, ascend to that level. Chris has already done it, right? So Honey's in a really interesting situation. But uh, with that said, you can tell someone to do something, and they could say, "Well, that feels uncomfortable." And, I already know what I'm doing, but I believe that Chris is very coachable. I mean, I talked to Chris. I, I mean, I, I, but I, but I, yeah, you just had an interview with Chris, but I saw Urs too. Shit. I saw him in person. We, I filmed that. Yeah. 
I know, but Ruffin's been second for two years. I mean, and then you have this Brazilian guy, Ramon, who's super popular. I mean, these guys are all super young, Phil. This is yeah. a little different from our era, yeah. right? Mid-20s. Yeah, 20s. I mean, when you came in, you were 25. You won yeah, your card at 25, yeah. right? So, But you sat on the sideline because you had to battle the monsters, and you landed, what, 28, your first Olympia? Yep. Or, so yeah. you have Chris, who's not even a 28 yet, I don't think. Yeah, and this is a this is a different division. Right? Twenty four. But yeah, are we going to see? I, <laughs> Phil, are, you're crazy, right? Are we going to see a division that has a five, seven, eight time in a row? Champion I is my question. I don't think so because once Chris departs, which probably will be, do you agree? He'll probably be earlier than I mean. Earlier this may, than this may be yeah, one it, or two more. Yeah, I think it's going to be earlier than what people. Want him want, to yeah. want him to they, people people are going to want him to do it forever because of the the feeling he's giving them. But what Chris has done really good job at is he can give you that feeling throughout the entire year because he's sharing so much on social media. Mm -hmm. So he'll be fine off stage because he's created a massive community. Whereas uh, the other guys, like people, you know, these fans, they'll have to jump on the next person. So if he were to leave, let's say, let's say he wins this year and he says, "I'm done." There's no one in line. Someone's going to earn it. Someone's going to have to earn it. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be, I mean, that division would increase, actually, because it would be a vacancy, in my opinion. So if Chris is off, do you think one of these guys are good enough to get him? <sighs> it depends on where he's off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like a conditioning thing all around, then yeah, of course. But, like, I mean, I still feel like Chris has a supreme advantage the structure, because right? The structure is just dominant, dude. Yeah. Like it's, it's wide. just I like Terrence's physique. I'm not gonna sit here and shit on it. I think it. Terrence I think flawless. He just he's yeah, just short at all. He's just he's short. short. That's and his flaw. He's short, therefore he can't be as big as he should. Yep. So I like that I like that division for that. Very competitive, you know. I sat at the yeah. Arnold, and I like honestly, I was more excited watching that division because the guys were so close with yeah. Breon, and Breon's another guy. Like we're not talking; he's a former Mister Olympic. dude. Like the guy, I'll tell you right now, my yeah. opinion about Breon is this: he gets overlooked. <coughs> this guy's like I mean, he was the he was the he guy won twice, dude. Yeah. Show me a flaw in Breon's physique. You really can't. He's just and like Terrence. He's he's like, shorter than these other. Okay. And there's now there's three guys that are six foot. Right. Up. So it really will depend on who peaks, and I don't know how specifically they're going to judge it, but Chris is still in the driver's seat. I think of course. because of the like the power shots that he has. Like someone's going to have a back, better back than Chris. Like as far as like the size and what it looks like comparatively speaking. Like when. Chris is standing six foot tall or however tall he is next to Terrence. It's definitely hard. And, and this is where I have to be disciplined too. And what I'm looking at, mm -hmm. I'm going to be looking at for that individual. What do I see in that person? Like I could break it down right now. Like, so Sebum has these qualities in the back and the, you know, in the, the front lat spread, the front double by certain things of the flow. Whereas like he turns around, it's, He's going to have a lot more density because he actually is underweight for his height. Breon, you know what's crazy? He's the older guy with these, and he's 27. That's what's sick. But, <laughs> but like, Breon, like, I can tell you right now, like, Breon, from what I saw, like, I saw Urs with you, and I'm like, yeah. man, that's sick. And then I look at Breon, I'm like, dude, he's not that it, He's not that far off. They're, like, the same but different. Breon has more 
uh, muscle maturity than any. He's almost forty if he's not. Yeah, he's over forty. Oh, he is. Okay. Oh, he is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Forty-one or forty-two. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he carries the most muscle maturity. So if he peaks, I don't. I just don't know. I. I, I think Ramon and, and Urs have the best shot of beating Chris. Yeah. Just because they they. They're similar in height. They got the width. They got the tiny waist. That's what's going to happen, right? I mean, I actually think they have better quads and arms. And there could arms. be a sleeper coming there up, could, too, by the way, what, guys. What's, the, what's the, the Chinese guy? Yeah, that, yeah. Jeez, that guy looks the like legs, a cartoon. Yeah. The legs on that guy. I think he got fifth last year. It was like or sixth. The fullness I saw. Yeah. So that's what's going to make it very interesting. Everybody's going to have, like, their thing. Yep. But I still believe that Chris is in the driver's seat because. For sure he would have to come in off. And I don't believe that they're just going to come in off with Connie Rambot coaching. Yeah. You know, that's just, but Hey, stranger things have happened, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I'm just saying like, if I was a betting guy, I mean, we are in Vegas. I mean, but that's the thing I'm it's Chris's show to lose. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to have, I'm going to enjoy Frenchie. I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to enjoy watching it. I'm very excited to be able to watch it and actually sucks that you're that, watching from a television. Screen that's the problem, <laughs> you know, because no, everyone looks great, right? Right. I wish. I'm glad we were talking about this now. I wish there was a way. It's like Joe Rogan doing <laughs> yeah. like the, you yeah. know, the octagon. Like Joe yeah. Rogan's right there, right in the front he can, row. He can, he can look at it here and he can look at it there. I wish there was a way for like sitting maybe in front of the press seats. Yeah, like they I should. should. They should because I could because they can put noise canceling. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like absolutely. I'd be like, oh my god, did you just see what I saw? Then you'll be a meme like the yeah. So <laughs> so okay. So look at that shot. So fast forward because I want to wrap this thing up. So I'm gonna throw some names out. Okay, Big Rami, William Bonick, Brandon Curry, okay, Hadi Chupin. What are all these guys have in common besides they've been in the top four, five, uh, age? Age, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rami's coming close to 40. Yep. 38. Bon- Bonick yep. is what? He's got to be around the same. 40, right? Brandon Curry's 40. 40. Yes. I don't know. How, how old's a hottie? Do you know? Mid-30. He's young. 35. He's, he's young. Okay. 30s. Right? Okay. Still in so, his 30s. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you came in watching Flex and yep. uh, uh, Kevin Leverone and Sean, like all these guys were 20s, right? Yep. Now guys are competing longer. What did I tell you about 40 years old? You remember? You remember what I said to you, Phil? If I'm 40, what did You're I say to competing? you, Phil? No, I said I told Phil something. I said, say it. fucking kill me. Yeah. If I'm 40 years old and no, still doing this. No, you shit. Said, no, I remember exactly <laughs> where it was. Okay, yeah. I remember exactly where it was. You know, like in the Orleans backstage where the, where they, uh, the girls, like Carlin and Tannis, yeah. yeah. we're right over there. And he goes, Phil, if I'm fucking still doing this shit in 41, 42 years, just fucking kill me, bro. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. You know. What a life. It's uh, I, I we, we got to do this again because there's another question I have. And I remember it was after I won, I think it was number five. Um, Jay and I took a picture and he was like, I never thought you'd beat me. And we took the picture together. He's like, all right. And he like walked away. He's like, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, what does that mean? What did that mean? It meant like, you know, remember I can't, like I raved about like the potential of this kid. And I'm like, 
man, this kid's going to be great someday, you know, but it's going to be way past me. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like, you're creeping and... I hung around longer than I thought, Phil, to be yeah. honest. You know, How old were you in like, your last Olympia that you won? I was four. No, I was uh, 30, 37 or? Yeah. What, 2010? Maybe 30, 38. I came back at 40, so what ago. is that? Yeah, so I was like. 38. No, I haven't won 37. since 2010, which is absolutely crazy to me. It's 20. 12 years 20, ago. Yeah, 12 years, yeah. yeah. you're 37. So I just stayed around a lot longer than I right. expected because, and I stayed around for many reasons. Like, I'm not going to lie. The money was great, yep. right? The contracts yep. kept us there. Yep. The progression. I mean, the guest appearance still kept going, but it was the main thing was the endorsement deal was longer. And what they still do. The guest appearances. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. That's one thing I can say about bodybuilding. Like we talk about professional sports. Like one thing we can do, we can still monetize our success for so long. You're not right? washed. Yeah. Like like other sports. Limited people become broadcasters yeah. and analysts. Very limited. Yes, yes, you're okay. absolutely right. In but, bodybuilding, yeah, you could, especially a multi-Olympia champion like ourselves. Yes. You can. Endless. You, you can really run the table. Yes. More, make more money now than you ever did on stage. And he's ever. You got, I don't know how your schedule is totally, but Jay's schedule now is busier now. Yeah, because it's different capacity at this point. Like, and now, not, like, you know, it is, I'll say it. I'm yeah. going to say it because the guys now are fucking lazy and they don't want to do the appearances because they turn them down all the well, time. Well, I can tell everybody this. Like, I learned a lot of that work ethic through Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay and Ronnie, exceptionally, like, they did not turn down a gig at all. They overbooked themselves. Yeah. And I learned that by some things are caught, not taught. It's not like Jay said, hey, like, you got to do appearances. It's like, I just watched it, and uh, when it was my turn to have that long line or have those, you know, appearances. Like, and I'll be honest, like when Jay was doing certain guest appearances, and when he exited, I was on the phone with those promoters, like, "Hey," and and to Jay's credit, like, you hooked me up with a lot of those guys, like John Lindsay, mm-hmm. a few of those guys. Like, they just said, "Well, you guys are boys." Like, Jay's not doing this. I trust you, Phil. Like, through Jay, he said yeah. something good about you. So, but yeah, this is the only sport. You're right that. You could be a broadcaster. I'm I'm commentating this weekend, I, and I'm you know it's a paid appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, just calling it what it is, and it allows me to be seen and heard. Actually, this is different. I get to be seen and heard by a million people more for a longer time than they would if I competed. They would have saw you on stage for the 15 minutes you were. That's it. They get to hear. They get to people. My opportunity right now is really cool because I get to connect. A lot of people, I used to talk to Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson about Mm -hmm. this. Like one of the things that we used to talk about was how Dwayne was always on television. So that's what drew interest, right? Like, you know, WWE, like three nights a week. Problem with me is that they only saw me two, two days every year. So a lot of the flack that I would get is because I wasn't doing a YouTube channel. I wasn't giving out all the content that they wanted. And I would tease it. And I did that on purpose, right? Because I was always trying to keep a mystique. And I didn't recognize that, Phil, you're not in the magazine era anymore. You're in a digital media era. Like, you have to overly talk about yourself. And I just didn't like it because I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I just like to hold it all in. But now it's about sharing. So that's what this weekend means to me is that I get to share just what I see, not about what I did. I get to share what I see and, uh, and hopefully put a lot of smiles on those faces for anybody that wants to watch. You know, it's LimbianProductions.com. You know, you can go get it. Um, make sure you do it. 
but uh, also, you know, the athletes, again, like I, I wish them all the best, but more importantly, I hope that they, I hope a lot of these guys do watch this, uh, whether it be during the week of the Olympia or after, because you're actually able to see two guys that got in this sport for various different reasons. It wasn't for money or... No, it was, and that's, the, and that's a whole nother topic, right? Like yeah. we would go another hour talking about that, but we got into this because we really just love the game and the game did change us as a, as a human being. We got to see a lot of like personalities, like how, how you're treated as a person, you're treated as a piece of meat, as an athlete, you're treated as a business person, as an entrepreneur. And uh, you, you see how friends and family even treat you as this sport evolves. Um, it's, it's a huge thing. And I will say the guys, like I, I, you know, it's different because Jay and I are probably the only ones that could really speak on going through the magazines and going through digital and still being relevant. Okay. Like, you know, Dexter has done his thing and this and that and the other, he's one of them too, but I can't say Rami has done it or Brandon. We were like iconic figures through both over a hundred magazine covers how many covers you have? Probably like I didn't even two, count. Yeah, like, like a couple hundred at least, you know, yeah. like in different countries and shit. I, I say that Jay and I probably had the same amount That's in different languages. That's my favorite one right there of uh, tearing your, your face yeah. off. And they call, and they, <laughs> hey, and they call me the dream killer, right? Like Jay Cutler does the 09 Olympia. Did we, we get the poster made for that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. People are buying your dude, face get ripped now. Dude. So when you build your new house, I have a great poster to sign for no, you. I, no, I'll take it. That's, so, but see, here's the best part about it. Going into 09. Everybody has to know this. Like, I placed third at my first Olympia. So, of course, I'm thinking I'm about to win this fucking thing. I'm going to win this thing. Alan Donnelly, he's, he's our guy. He says, hey, I'm going to show you. I think it was either him or Robin. They showed me, like, three different versions of this cover. One, I was on it by myself. And I was like, you can't do that shit. We've done that before, the future bodybuilding. I get it. This is exciting. But... I got loyal to my guy, man. Come on, man. You can't just because people. Like, we were on the same team pretty much. Yeah, now. but yeah. people were talking shit. Yeah. And I don't like that because don't ever make it seem like someone loses and they're washed. Like they're done. Yeah. So anyway, they decided to go with the cover that they chose. And I didn't tell you this, but I was like, man, this, this, could, this could bite me in the ass because what if something happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I was like, man, Jay's going to see this shit. And he's going to be fucking mad. And why do you want to piss off a person who just lost? It's just going to make him better. He went on interview multiple times in magazines and, and back then different interviews. Maybe yeah, yeah, bottom of yeah, yeah. And Jay always said, I like chasing. I don't like being chased. Now he gets to chase with, a, with rocket fuel and shit. I'm like, damn, man, we're about to lose this shit. And then he comes in looking like a damn alien off a spaceship <laughs> and just kicks our ass. And then the next day we do a photo shoot. That was a great photo shoot, by the way, because it was the last time Joe Weider was there in attendance. Yeah, yeah. With not just Weider athletes, but MD guys as well. It was like Marvel and DC all at one with Stan Lee. Yeah. That's what it looked like. So we're doing the photo shoot, and then Jay's in there tearing a piece of paper, and I'm like, I'm a smart dude. I'm like, oh, I already know what this is. Because it, yeah, it was a picture of Dexter and myself split down the middle. Yeah. And uh, Jay used to say, I I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of bodybuilding. I get no respect. <laughs> so, so for everybody that thinks that I'm the dream killer, like Jay was really like he I had that mentality. I, 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 I just thought of back to school right now. I had a little bit of uh, bad attitude, like 
you at at certain points, you know. I was I had a trip on my shoulder. That was but that's yeah, but that's, people that's, did but people didn't know it though. No, nah, I mean Jay uh, hit it differently yeah. than I, I was did. just a, a little more reserved, it. you know, and yeah. I was like fuck all y'all like like <laughs> but fuck but, you. But you leverage but you leverage that shit. Who who has the biggest approve this weekend? Is it the champion or is it the former champion or is it uh, an underdog champ? Who has the biggest to prove? I feel... Who impresses you the most, do you think? Is it the new guys? Be honest. If no one impresses you, you can say it. <sighs> Impressed how? Like when I saw Jay in 09, Ronnie in 03. Be, yeah. I mean, Phil in 20... You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? Impressed... I'm impressed with Derek Luntz for his transition. I think that's can he be in a top five? Phil? Yeah, he can yeah, for I sure. So for sure, his structure. His so ability, our anticipation, like, I think, is on the same level. He texted me this morning, by the way. Yeah, very very nice. See, I'm, I'm Derek doesn't text me. None of these guys text me. Yeah, he texts me because because you're yeah. a gym bully. Yeah, who's See, <laughs> no? You know what it is. We all know what certain guys usually look like. This, this Olympia, there's three people we've never seen up there that have a ton of hype with Derek, Andrew Jack, and Michael Crizzo. Yeah, it's There's true. three guys, and you have n no clue where I've they done could my, place. Dude, I've done my hardest job of looking at them but not looking at them. Yeah. Like not dissecting them hard. I just take a glance, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Filter, pick. That's what I, I text Dexter today. I said, filter, pick. Like everybody's Is he coming to the show, Dexter Jackson? Yeah. He gets What's here he doing? He's here. He's Just doing attending. his supplements and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, everybody that does filter picks, like I, I don't care for very much. But that's the. But we didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. When so we were coming up, so. dude, if I use filter picks, like people would be like, "What the hell?" You know what I'm saying? So this year, who has the most to prove? I think it's Brandon Curry. Mm -hmm. It's now or never. That's this how may I be his last it. one, Phil. Yeah. This may be his last. That's what I'm one. saying. Like, who has the most to prove? If this is your last one, Brandon, I wish you, I mean, I wish all of you all the luck in the world and all the best health in the world. But if you got to die on your sore, you do it now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you, because here's the thing you can't lose to the same person three times and, and legitimately say that you can beat them the fourth time. That's, yeah. that's tough, right? Yeah. I know I did it to Ronnie Coleman, though, bro. But, but here's the difference. But here's <laughs> the difference. Getting, yeah. You were still young, too. You were still younger. Yeah, Ronnie yeah. was older. And it was a different show back then. And Ronnie and you was had the, different weapons back then. Like, you got to remember, Ronnie was a champ the whole time. Brandon won. And then yeah, it was Ronnie then lost. Him. Like, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be like you losing to Dexter and then still trying to fight Dexter and then me. If you keep yeah, And then right. losing. That's not the same. So do you I think feel, Brandon can do it? I feel Brandon can do it. I feel Hottie Chopin can do it. I feel Rami can do it. That's the th the three people can who William? I, you know, I feel William can too, based on what we saw at Boston. Boston. Was he second to you no, or Rami? No, Rami was. Okay, okay. He, no, but he was second to, who Brandon, was he second to? Okay, Brand, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, this year, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know. No, you he got, was second to Brandon yeah, at the so you got, you, Look, you got Nick Walker. You got Nick Walker. Nick you got Hottie. Yeah, that top five, like, depending on if can they. Can Hunter Labrada do it? No. No. Needs to be better condition, right? Yeah, I think, you know, what's his power shot, Jay? His shape is his power. What was He's that? Like what was that? Over, but his earlier. shape, his shape. Power shot? So his yeah, shape yeah. is a power shot over Brandon's shape. Yeah, Brandon's pretty dense, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I always think of like, what's, 
I could break this down. Like, that's a power shot right there. Like, what's Jay's power shot? Okay, he could do it, crab most muscular with his with his quad stomp. Like, that's sick. Like, yeah, a back yeah. pose. Like, yeah, that's Matt sick. Matt was talking about that like, this morning. Like, power we, we shots. Were having, are, we were having a conversation. And, and look, I, I have no idea where he's going to place. So we're talking about Michael Crizzo. And I said, he's got two or three shots that are going to beat everyone in the top 10. Do you think your back double bicep was your power shot? Oh, like that was, was like game over kind of shot with the that's glutes, a, hamstrings, and yeah, that's a shot that's iconic. that was your weakest shot, Phil. Yeah. That was your weakest shot. Yep, and turned into your strongest. How crazy is that? Well, it's just like uh, that's a lot of concentration. That's a lot of nights of yeah. But like you know what? Visionary. You took you took what a year and a half off to make sure. No, that but your he, weakness he got bad. It, got, it got crazy, and yeah. then, well, I got I got destroyed by this guy in a photo shoot. After going out partying one night, and then Jay's like beating my ass on the dumbbell rows and the barbell rows, and he's beating oh, he Canada. Yeah, he beat. Oh man, I Jay think I remember beat, that. Jay beat the shit that out of me the, in this muscle, photo shoot. muscle tech shoot, right? No, 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 no. We no, no this is Peter. Yeah, we were just we, training, oh, and, yeah, yeah. and Peter, Peter, Sean, oh seven, I think, and yeah. uh, Greg Merritt were there, mm-hmm. and I remember getting my ass tore up, and I and I said, Phil, this is one of those times where you got to realize that you went out partying last night. Jay's in here giving it everything he's got. He's treating this like a real business, and you're out using your genetics. You're you now crossed the line of wasting these genetics, and you got caught. And Jay talked shit to you, and he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it because he knew that I was supposed to come up. So no, the competitive side of it was like, yeah, let this little kid come out here. He's messing with the big boys. Like he wants to go fuck around because I would have done the same thing. Um, but see. Here's my issue with a lot of these guys. I don't know how competitive these guys are with that spirit. You think they train angry? No. I haven't seen one guy do that yet. Like you just mentioned, like, I, when you started this interview, you were like, I was training angry, right? And I talk about this a yeah. lot with an individual. We're not going to mention the name. I saw it, I saw it last night. Yeah. I saw it. But what's, to me, I was training. I had so much going on in my life mm-hmm. that I have yet to disclose that I leveraged to use it as fuel to where I could train by myself mm-hmm. for 10 plus years with no coach there with me until the very end with no entourage training with me. I was at armrest by myself all those years. I remember in the middle of the night, in the right? middle of the I night. wouldn't train with, we train at midnight. No one was in there. You even turned the front I, lights on. How much, how many times I asked you to spot me yeah. barely even racked my weights. I did it. I mean, you would help me toward the end, you know, yeah. but like, that's how I knew I could beat a lot of guys because I knew mentally they weren't capable of doing that. You remember when I used to train in the middle of the night, right? I, I got used it to for, do it on purpose. I yeah, did it. On, yeah. I did it. I did yeah. that because I, I like I said, caught, some things are caught not taught. I caught Jay's videos of him training late at night, and I was like, you know what? I used to ask people, dude, in Colorado, you see Phil, you've seen, and they're like, no, nah, you know, he trains like after hours or something, you know. I remember the first time I went there and trained with you, we. We just went at like midnight. There was nobody And there. even when we traveled, the you, side you would train late, the dude. Key. Like, it didn't matter. Like, you would eat a meal or have dinner and be like, all right, we're going to the gym at 11. You'd roll to Weinberger's gym, like, super late. Well, I saw, the, like I said, I saw those videos of you doing yeah. it, and I thought, what's the point of this? It's because there's no distractions. It's quiet. Yeah. And what people don't want to do, especially in this day, is be in solitude, like be by themselves. I said earlier about being still. That means you have to be alone 
a lot of people can't be alone, Jay. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. But what is a champion? It's a lonely place, though. Sometimes. A champion has to learn how to be alone. Yeah. And that's where you learn a lot about it about yourself. So when they heard the battle cry coming from me and you know how I responded to things or people or whatever, it was like because you don't understand the depths of hell I had to put myself through because you're not in that gym training by yourself every freaking day. You you don't know what that feels like. You could out you could look like you could out bench me, out squat me, all this other stuff. But can you do it by yourself when you're only on 100 grams of carbs and you've been doing this stuff for 16 weeks? Like probably not. Um, can you do it with everybody ex, uh, expecting you to lose? I mean, shit. There was one point in time where freaking Matt, I give Matt a hard time. That's what Sean wrote in the car saying, I'm with the Dream Killers killer. I made sure I won that year. I had to make sure I was like fucking Matt. Like, you know, you know, and it was like, Phil, like you have to acknowledge that at some point, everybody is going to root for you, root against you. It's just a game and how you gamify it for yourself is going to dictate the, the outcome. And, uh, you know, I don't think people will train that way because they don't have a certain why. Like, why are they doing this? I think your intentions have to be a certain level. Like, I don't think their intentions, right? I think mm-hmm. their intentions, honestly, Jay, I mean, and Matt, we talked about this at the Elephant Expo mm-hmm. at dinner. Jay wasn't there because he was probably asleep. Oh, yeah, you we, were because Angie was with us. That's right. Yeah, because we went out to dinner that night. But yeah. anyway, what I'm no, saying I is. I wasn't there yet. No, he wasn't oh, there. Oh, yeah, you he weren't there yet. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. My bad. I'm over here yeah. talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> but but their intentions are their intentions right, are that was an expensive ass dinner too. Right. I know what the bill was. We didn't pay. No, we didn't. <laughs> I know how much it was though. So Celsius. Yeah. So uh, was, it was it was a lot. Here's the thing. What did I say to Regan? You're more influencer than bodybuilder right now. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But not with, today's day. Not today's day. Our day, you would be. Yeah, you'd be a Jerome Ferguson. You would be like those guys, like you know, like oh, I'm but just now being be more influenced, you'll make more money, right? So, so to these guys have it very conflicted. Do I diet and I train a certain way just so I put out more content on YouTube, or do I just hunker down and go zero mm-hmm. dark thirty and just go show up on stages? Because, but it's tough. Those days may be over. Those days, are, no, those days are over. So that's what so you're that's where, to right now, right? Like that's where that's why. These guys don't train a certain way. They don't have a certain fire because when you're we just didn't take a phone with us, bro, to film, I would have never done like, that. Cause it's so out of the focus of like, so, but unfortunately now you kind of, you have, have to, to you have to, Yeah, and that's the other part about me doing another show. I would have to show you every Document week. It, yeah. I'd have just to want to, well, you'd have to, Yeah, but if that's not me, then I'm not being honest to me because I'm an artist. That's a great topic, you know. I'm an artist, dude. Like well. I, like I'm an artist. Like no matter what, like to sculpt this, like I'm an artist, right? So a real artist got to be by themselves. They can't. You think of Michelangelo had like a million people. He was like, "Nah, leave me alone." Like I got to do this. I'll by show myself. you when I'm done. Thank you, right? He would tell kings like, "Leave me alone." Jay was in there alone with the at the Decatur gym, like alone, twice a day, spitting yeah, on yeah. the floor, like you know, yeah, doing yeah, a yeah. thing. But I was alone. And you do go through those like crazy moments, but it's different when your your why is I need a million subs because I know what that'll do for me financially. So I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I know for me, I'm still conflicted. 
So I can only imagine what it feels like for them. But we're not going to see a certain level of competition until someone just says, you know what, man, I'm just going for 10 of these things. and I'm, I don't care. Or they go for it and just don't mind if someone's being like a fly on the wall and do like an as it happens type of thing and don't release it every week. They do it like once a quarter of like a series. Like if I, like next year, I would, I personally, I would rather film like a month's worth of content like disperse every and disperse yeah. it quarterly of yeah. like series and then let people just binge on that. But that yeah. way I still get to do me and I get to still go crazy in the gym because I get pumped up when I see old stuff of myself screaming and hollering and stuff like that. But that came from being by myself. So, you know, until we see real rivalries, not of like, like we saw with Blessing and uh, Nick Walker. That was complete bullshit. Like, I didn't like it. But I understand, like, why they try it of because course, yeah. I get it. But who would, I mean, shit, still to this day, people would pay, like, to see a prime Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler. People would still pay a prime Phil Heath and Kai Green. Oh, people really pay for that, right? And you guys are still yoked up. He is. He's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> you know, he's over in Boca. You know, we, have, we haven't even seen each other yet. Really? I invited Put him, him on your podcast when you launch. I, I I invited him to dinner. He hasn't done it yet, so we'll figure that out. But you know, listen, I know we got to wrap this up, but dude, like we uh, this has been way too long. We got to figure out a way to maybe do this again. We'll do it again, and uh, you know, it might be on the Phil Heath podcast. Yeah, you know, it'd be good. Come to Florida, shit. Well, we have plenty of trips. I got a bucket of chicken for you. All right, then maybe I'll come and some tequila. I see Cherie I see nodding over there. <laughs> I'll come only if she cooks it, but you I have got, to have some. I got blueberry muffins for Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only, you you're the only hey, guy you I, insulin? you always, every time you post your meals and you say, I'm going to wreck this meal that Cherie makes, like, I can't <laughs> wait to, this thing stands no chance. Yeah. You know? Stands no chance of survival. <laughs> and, and, hey. Dwayne Johnson stole that from me the other day. Oh, he was like, yeah. yeah, he's like, he had a stack of pancakes. He's yeah, like, this yeah. has no chance. I was like, hey, <laughs> should have put, it, should have put it in, in my Phil Heath voice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, no. What were you going to say? Like, you talking about her cooking or what? No, you're always posting her cooking up. And she's I mean, great, it's the funny thing is that we, we used to enjoy the restaurant stuff, but now we enjoy the home cook stuff more than anything, right? It's, we're homebodies now. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's what happened. I You're love supposed it. To. I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of like a visionary life of the next thing. But, you know, we're excited to see what, what this weekend brings, but more yeah. excited about, like, what your pivot is now, you know, being a leader of, you know, the success of, you know, one of the greatest bodybuilders, if not the greatest bodybuilder ever. Um, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on. It's good to catch up and I'm definitely not, hopefully not our last meeting this weekend and no, we gotta, whatever we do is off record. Um, we won't have it on film, but you know, I'm sure we'll have some good time. So yeah. <laughs> cigar is not the weed. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> th thanks so much bro, for coming on. Congratulations to, uh, no, thank you. Know, you. And yeah. Uh, expect more deliveries of this, and we're gonna get. You're Jay gonna get into more Cody go fifteen thirty. Yes, you are. You're gonna try the Añejo. You're gonna try a lot of different things as well. Like we got still strength. You know, we got all kind of different stuff, man. And uh, you know, I'm gonna be doing a contest giveaway where someone's going to receive a rose gold plated um, bar set with you know. All kind of cool stuff. Can it Sign be rigged merch. for me? Where is this gonna? Where is this taking place? <laughs> through social media? Or? Yeah, through my social. So Instagram? Or? Yeah, through my okay, Instagram. Okay. So everybody's got it. You got to be twenty-one. 
years. You got to be able to follow myself and Cody go 1530. I'm going to post it up here pretty soon. Probably when I get back from the Olympics. We'll put the but, links uh, below and yeah, whatever but else. Yeah, but I want you. everybody to enjoy this weekend. I'm excited to be at the Olympia. Obviously, it is a little different because it's not in Florida. It's here. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, so far, you know, I was at the host hotel, I was at the planet Hollywood and a lot of people were just taking pictures and stuff. It, it feels, it, it doesn't get old. I know. I will say it doesn't I went get yesterday older. to get, I went to the amateur Olympia for a little bit. It feels good though. Like this is different yeah. for me. Like, you know, people are like, I'm going to, you're right. I'm going to get asked a question about a comeback in this, and that, and I am going to come back. You just tell him if Jay comes back, I'll come back. You didn't say what, what it was though. <laughs> I didn't say what it was though. <laughs> see, I see what he's doing here. Yeah. We're starting that rumor. Bullshit. I'm putting a post up. Phil, all I gotta, all I Phil confirmed is, to me tonight he's coming back. Hey, look, all with I a bunch of periods. All I got to do is train for three months and see what happens. And if I like what I see, then I like what I see. You know, if if you had like a Jay Cutler classic, he could come back and win it. <laughs> what a pro show? Yeah, or? of course. Well, he's a backyard he's, he's classic. A fucking amateur. How about I just do the Jay Cutler Phil Heath classic and I rig the whole thing and I just win? What do you think? We you can, can rig our own show. Hey, listen, can you do the show on mine? <laughs> The I mean, Jay Cutler, I, Phil Heath, backyard classic. I mean, it's got to be a million-dollar purse, Phil. Like, <laughs> you know, we, what would it cost for you, like, back, like real quick? Fuck, like, how much would it have cost for you to do one more? I think a million bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. A million. I mean, would. 2015, listen, he would have done 2015. I would oh, come yeah. back and compete right now for a million, I think. In men's physique? Because I'm doing my fit for 50. I mean, it turned 50 in August, so. Wait, how Shit. tall are you? 5'9". You might be able to. No, yeah. No, you won't be too heavy. Yeah, you're too heavy to do classic. Oh, I might do. My waist is wider than my shoulders. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I think God. we all would. I think we all would compete for. <laughs> you would compete for a million dollars. I'll go on the once a day diet, man. I'll get shredded once a eat once a day. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you, bro. Uh, crush it this weekend. Oh, I can't wait to see who the new champ is and uh, you know see if they can. Gonna try be to newer catch and still. Seven. You said yeah. new. <laughs> start. I'm starting the rumor. Started now. Back. 2024. Phil Heath. Yeah. All right. We're on. All right. Later. Later.